and welcome to another episode of Trayvon! 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 My name's James. We didn't talk about that. No, we didn't. Well done. It scared me a little bit. It scared me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did a very good job, though. You, did, you pulled it off. In sync. Yeah. Ah. Great band. Backstreet Boys. <laughs> We're back. My name's Jake Spear. Joined with me, as always, are these two dirty devils. Double O Derby Deck. Hello. And now MI6 expert in the field, Mr. Brandon McClellan. Reporty for duty. Oh, can I just stop there? Can I just stop there? I did. I had an idea to keep going. <laughs> well, folks, if you haven't guessed already, Brandon McClellan, what? Tell us what our mission is today. Well, it's our it? special 0040th oh, episode. Congratulations on our James Bond podcast. So we decided we'd review a film that's not James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing 1996's mission. Mm-hmm. Colon, impossible. Oh, I'm bloody excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. <laughs> so, for, for the folks that haven't listened to the previous uh, previous episode of Double O Thirty Nine of of, uh, of Trey Bond podcast. Oh yes. yes. Um, why on earth are we watching Mission uh, Impossible? Well, uh... because it's our podcast, and uh, <laughs> we can do whatever the hell we want. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. You no, heard we, it. We drew a name out of the hat. We asked. We you did a survey. You guys decided. Yeah. Not us. It's not us. Don't we don't get us. us. We don't get to. We just do what spun we want. a wheel. Yeah, <laughs> a digital one. Yeah, it had a nice little sound. It did. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we put all the people's votes together, spun a wheel. We want James Bond. James through. Bond films that aren't James Bond films. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And this is a good, good first cab off the taxi rank in the city when you need to get to the airport. That's right. And we are going. To the airport. Hey. Oh. You better believe it. Well, folks, uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us again. We hope uh, your week, although it probably hasn't been, Why? Trayvon. Oh, no. it's been um, a hell of a week. We're, but what we're, about the... But yeah. We're here to make it Trayvond, because we are, we are Trayvond. Trayvon! Trey Hunt. Yes. Ethan Hunt. Yes. I guess we're Trey Hunt. We're Trey we Hunt are today. Trey Hunt yeah. today, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So are we going to be comparing this, or is it, should I leave that for the preconceived notions? No, lay it on us now. Are we, we going to be yeah. c- comparing this to our standard kind of? Uh, how does this rank as a Bond film? Is that our? Is Ooh. that our? Is that our thing? Yeah. What's going to be the what's the, the uh, criteria for this? Well, are we still going to be talking about the gap because I think this one, as some others on the list won't, but yeah. this one has got. The bomb girl. It's got the gadgets. It's yeah. got the villain. It's got Lairs. Mm. It does kind of. This franchise for me really does feel like an American James Bond. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like it's very. Its DNA is almost identical. Yeah. And it well, draws a lot of inspiration. The TV seems. show it's based on was a Bond ripoff. Yeah. It came oh. out to capitalize on um, the fanfare after. Goldfinger, I think it was. It was Goldfinger or Thunderball. Mm. Fact check. That's oh, for fact check oh, next week. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, not here's one for you. No. But. Oh, I do declare it's fan mail. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for fan mail. Oh. Our first one comes from. Now, sorry. These all came through the official email channel. Well. Oh, this one did not. Ooh, this one did come through off. the Instagram, so there are points off here. Points but off. points on for sending something. Yes. The mad scientist uh-huh. writes to us. Good evening, Trey Bob. Oh, oh, he is mad. 
I promised you a long defense of my favorite James Bond film, The Man with the Golden Gun. Oh. And there's no way I'm tweeting all of this, so I'm doing it here. I should have used the email, though. Yes, yes, you should have. So your point is invalid. (laughs) (laughs) Now, is The Man with the Golden Gun the best film in the Bond series? No. Even just the originals and not the Craigs? No. No. No, probably not. But for me, it's got something that puts it over and nothing can drag it down. Not Good Night, not The Return of J.W. Pepper. The Golden Gun? Yeah, what do you think it is, Jake? Uh, I think it's Scaramanga. Oh, okay. I know that's a bold statement, but this is a film that is very close to my heart. I'll be 50 this December 23rd. I grew up on James Bond. My parents were always... On top of him? Yeah. Wow. My parents were always movie lovers, and any time a Bond movie was on TV or out in the theatre, we were there. Pretty sure my first theatrical Bond was The Spy Who Loved Me. Oh, cool. By the time I was 10 in 1981... Well, why isn't that one your favourite? Well, I think he's going to explain. Okay, all right. I'll let him finish. I'd caught up with all the Bonds by 1981. And then Raiders of the Lost Ark came out. Oh, game changer. Blew my young mind and made me into the kind of fan who's into movies the way some are into sport. Ah. Who's who, facts and dates and figures, etc. Anyway, this is about James Bond, right? Right. Sometimes. I'm 10. Roger Moore has been Bond my whole life. I love Sean's films at the time but I don't really understand them too well. Mm. I connected better with the spectacle of Roger's films as a kid, and I grew into Sean's. But even growing Mm. up and understanding the world and politics and filmmaking better, there were always two that I came back to and would shuffle plans in order to catch back in the days of scheduled TV Mm. and no VCRs. Live and let die. Should have used (laughs) TiVo. (laughs) And the man with the golden gun. Now, I may send you a separate thing on how much I love Live and Let Die, and I do so much, but it pales in comparison to my love for Golden Gun. This movie has absolutely everything. Some of it may not necessarily be what we want, but it's got it, and then some. (laughs) So I'm going to try and follow uh, the however many step plan and split this up a bit. 72 point step plan. (laughs) Plot. Yes. The world's greatest hitman wants a showdown with the world's greatest spy. Yeah, it's good. And that's it. Any of that business with the sole ex agitator is only in there to get Bond on his trail. Ah, but it's still in there. Without that, all the movie would have been is, I say, 007, some psychopath sent you a golden bullet with your name on it. Villain. Hands down, without question, the best Bond villain. I am with you guys and I love the idea of the dark reflection, the bizarro Bond mm, and Scaramanga. Shelbyville Bond. Mm. Shelbyville Bond. Use his proper nomenclature, please. <laughs> and Scaramanga is the best realised version of that idea. Yes. I love Red Grant, of course, but at the end of the day, Bond is just a job to him. Mm. Don't get me wrong, and please fact check me if I am. It's been some time since I've seen From Russia With Love. Oh. Red's delighted to have been given this assignment because of Bond's rep but it's still just a job, and if he hadn't been sent, someone else would have. Mm, it's more very, personal very for Scary. Yeah. Mm. Revenge on Bond is just a bonus in Alec Trevelyan's plans. With Scaramanga, it's just a pursuit, like hunting big game or collecting rare butterflies. He's decided he's better than Bond, and he's obsessed with proving it. He has the means to do it, he's motivated, and he is completely, gloriously out of his goddamn mind. 
On top of all that, he's played by Sir Christopher Lee. Mm. Sir Christopher fucking Lee. Yes, yeah. very true. Yeah. Henchman. Nick Knack is the ultimate henchman. Hervé is brilliant, and I love him in this. We get a villain-henchman relationship unlike any other we've seen and really won't ever see again. This willingness to serve until such time as he can kill the boss, and not only does the boss know, he actively encourages it yeah. for sport to keep his skills sharp. Did I mention Scaramanga is out of his goddamn mind? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Anyway, Nick Knack is smart, capable, and still alive at the end of the damn film. Gadgets. Bond doesn't get too many, like a watch, right? But that's okay, we're going to let the villain have a few this time, just to switch things up. The golden gun itself is one of my favourite props in all of movie history, cobbled together from the contents of a gentleman's pockets the way it is. You can see all this stuff going from soup pockets to a bowl and being passed to the side of the metal detector. No one would ever know. Fantastic. The idea of a signature calibre is a great touch that I just love. Okay, I'm the guy, the one guy, who loves that fucking plane. <laughs> oh, no. The car is a terrible oh, piece of no. awful 1970s shit, but with that plane conversion kit on it? Oh, yeah. Ready for rush hour. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> Location. Scaramanga's place is probably the best layer in the series. The volcano in Yolt is really close second. Jake's been there. But I'm a beach guy, not a cave guy. You have Ooh, been there. I have been yeah. there. Yeah. It's a pretty, pretty, pretty place. <laughs> Very good. I do have to come to the defence of the tilted ship in Hong Kong Harbour because that's no. this movie. It's completely ridiculous in the best way from just mm. the no one will look for us so here gold, attitude. So Man with the Golden Gun is a tilted ship. Yeah. I, I'd agree yeah. with that. Uh, the no one will look for us attitude here uh, to the little ramps and stairs they've built into it because they're there to stay by Jove. Bond Girls. Maud Adams is stunning. Who knows how she wound up with Scaramanga, but she knows it's not sustainable, and she's probably got a good idea how it's going to end before it does, and my heart breaks for her a little every time. Mm. Okay, yes, good night, bad actress, and what Bond does to her is pretty gross, but we need a beautiful girl in a bikini to watch Bond and Scaramanga duel on the beach, and that <laughs> crazy fucker killed Maud Adams already! <laughs> The redneck elephant in the room. Here we go. There it is. I am not going to defend the presence of J.W. Pepper. There's no excusing that. <sighs> what I can do is ask you to look at it in a bit of different light. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'd always wondered why Bond backed up to the broken bridge instead of continuing on to the next crossing, but recently I figured it out. Oh. Bond goes back to the broken bridge and loops the car in an attempt to kill J.W. Pepper. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Pepper is the sweaty piece of racist luggage in the front seat that's attached itself to Bond and he just wants to be rid of it. He's barrel rolling that car hoping that Pepper flies from the window and is dashed to pieces. <laughs> look at, look at Bond after it's charming. over. <laughs> <laughs> look at Bond after it's over. He looks over and he's genuinely disappointed that Pepper is still there. Yeah. You can totally see it. I can offer no excuse for the side whistle except to say that Moonraker's double pinch and take is far more cringeworthy. Imagine both together. Oh, double double pinch and take with a slide whistle with a sit, (laughs) (laughs) and a Tarzan, and a Tarzan yell. What else can I say about this movie? Best villain with the best villain plot, the best henchman, best lair. Nobody does it better. I think I heard that someplace. Nothing compares. Yeah, wasn't in this one. Look, Goldfinger has a laser. Well, this movie sees your laser and razors by actually doing some damage with it. Zorin has a blimp. Scaramanga's got a nondescript little car that transforms into a plane, clone boy. 
Flofeld <laughs> has a volcano lair, you say? Uh, let him have the geothermally unstable lair. We've got the beach over here. <laughs> Elliot Carver has a media network. Scaramanga has allies in criminal organisations worldwide. Just when you think this movie can't get any more insane, it ups the ante again. I mean, sure, I've learned a lot about the art of filmmaking over the years since then, and I know there are better films than this. I know there are Bond movies that are better films than this. Maybe it's the nostalgia, watching it with my folks or my uncles. Maybe it's my own love for the heightened, outrageous, oddball Bond movies like this, like Live and Let Die or Diamonds. Maybe it's that Roger Moore is my Bond, because that's the era I grew up in, and this is peak Roger. Or maybe it really is just damn good. I don't question too much. Why question why something's your favourite? Thank you for reading this if you've made it this far. We did. <laughs> what can I say? You fine gentleman inspired me to write this all down. Aww. He is hoping that soon someone will be streaming the Bond films again and I can catch up with the rest of your podcasts. Much love and I hope all your days are Trey Bond. Sincerely, your fan, Daniel Sarhad. The mad scientist. Oh, oh, good on you. And log in to Stan, uh, Australian Sit Oh, yes, yeah, if you've got, got a VPN. Yeah, yeah, get yourself a VPN. Get yourself some get Stan. Get yourself a VPN, mate. <laughs> oh, good Dan, on you, mate. Thanks for sending that in, Very mate. Nice. That was gorgeous. Very lovely. Uh, we do have another uh, bit of uh, correspondence via the Instagram. Oh, Unofficial oh, channel. Oh. JB, you've been uh, knocked down a point. Ooh. He says... Gentlemen, JB, J-A-Y-B-E-E, JB, James Bond, JB, oh my god, it could be James Bond, oh, he writes, gentlemen, thank you, thank you, thank you, I am loving your podcast, I have been a Bond fan as long as I can remember, you're welcome, you're welcome, you're welcome, (laughs) yes, (laughs) a TV station here in the States used to do a Bond marathon once or twice a year, and my dad would turn it on and just let it play for its duration, wow, his Bond, like hypnosis, (laughs) where are we up to now, (laughs) mum, somewhere in Octopussy, I don't know, (laughs) we've lost your dad, (laughs) his Bond was Roger Moore, so I have a soft spot for Roger, but they're all pretty great, yeah, I don't have any Bond friends in my life, so you gentlemen have taken on oh, that I'll role. Oh, be your Bond friends. Come to us. Yes. <laughs> I learned of you from another podcast, James Bonding. Hey. If you haven't heard it, I highly recommend it. Oh, we've heard it. <laughs> we Mr. love Gawley. it. We love it. Mr. Myra, Mr. Gawley, thank you very much. Uh, I'm trying to watch each movie as you cover them, so I haven't oh, been wow. able to listen in order, which makes listening oh. very interesting. Yeah, I'll do what you want, but yeah, the, the stories won't make much sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some of our conversation points will be a yeah. bit like, Wait, what's going what? on? <laughs> what do you believe? <laughs> um, believe it or not, this is me trying to be brief. Don't worry. Uh, he says he put together a YouTube playlist of all the title sequences and he's attached that. Oh, cool. I watched it, it was yeah. very good. I'll nice. show you later. Uh, nevertheless, <laughs> keep up the good work and I'll keep listening and spreading the word. If you ever make it to Virginia, let me know and we can knock back down a few Vespers oh, and wow. watch from Russia with love. Oh, jeez. I want Tell to do what, that one day. One, one of these days, I think we're going to need to do a Trayvon global tour. Oh, I think Give so. the people what they want tour. We'll watch a film. <laughs> In everyone's house, we'll do a tour and record it live. That's right. And I think the next stop we should make after Virginia is Brooklyn. Oh, wow. To see a Mr. Joshua Malta, who writes via the official Gmail. Ah, Joshua. I finished on a strong note. Nothing against against you, but this is the official channel. He's the preferred (laughs) method. He writes G'day from BK. Oh. Hello, you dirty devils. 
Josh from Brooklyn, NY here. It's only taken me 30 episodes, but I can finally say with confidence that this uncouth American can now tell the difference between your melodious Aussie voices. You're the first one. <laughs> I found you three through Matt Gawley, and as a lifelong Bond fan, was absolutely view to a thrilled to find Excellent. a new Bond cast by Man three the people. Pun. That's right. Well, no, that's I will take that too. <laughs> Uh, you're a close runner-up. Um, he was absolutely thrilled to find a new Bond cast by three people my own age. Oh, cool. And even more thrilled to see my love for Avtac and disdain for Goldfinger oh, validated. Wow, yeah. must Maybe be something in the water. Yeah. yeah. Brandon and I especially seem to be on the exact same wavelength 95% Expert of the time. In the field. Okay. I'd put You Know My Name as number one title song. Oh, he right. wants to do that. Mm. Brandon would well, like yeah, to do that. He just can't bring but himself. But you have to be... You you know, sometimes <laughs> rational. Uh, you've been a godsend of a distraction while this world goes mad. Oh. My burning question. Mm. You guys didn't seem at all bothered by the length of the underwater scenes <laughs> in Thunderball. How do you do it? Oh. It takes everything in my power not to fast forward and definitely knocks off a point in the ratings for yeah, me. Right. Yeah. I've never found that scene to yeah. drag on. Oh, I think yeah. we I think did briefly mention that some people find that. That's a common yeah. criticism. Oh, I remember you saying people didn't like the underwater thing. I didn't know it, it was to do with the length of it. Yeah, yeah, maybe we didn't talk I, about What that. I like to do is to really place myself in the mind of Bond to keep things exciting. So whenever he goes underwater, I actually hold <laughs> my breath. You do, yes. He regularly yeah. passes out so <laughs> the couch. Actually, last time well, I watched it, I didn't make it through. You didn't. No, you did pass out. I That's did. Right. I did. So you've got to be careful. You've got to make sure that you watch it with someone. Uh, That's an interesting question. I haven't really thought about it. I guess... uh, I feel like the story is still... Yeah, the story's still still kicking in. It's pretty cool as well, what they're doing. Like, filming underwater is pretty interesting. So maybe just the mechanics of it are are kind of engaging enough. I think so, too. I don't mind when things slow down a little bit, too. Yeah. There's actually... I would say that there's some of the other films I'd be more likely to fast forward through. Hmm. I'll have to watch it again. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to keep that in mind yeah. next time I watch it. Well, you've got plenty of time before No Time to Die comes out to oh, watch it. Oh, yeah. There's the first Don't one. Don't get him Whoa. started. <laughs> a, bit of, a bit of salt. A bit of salt. <laughs> Look out. Back to the letter. Also, if you're looking for more Bond content to review, I oh, yeah. highly suggest the more recent BBC radio play adaptations. Oh, no way. Many of which are now on YouTube, featuring none other than Toby Stevens himself as Bond. Okay. Who, uh, who played... Uh, uh, Iron Man. Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. In uh, um, Doctor yeah, Iron the Man. The Power Ranger. Yeah, the, the, Power, the, Ranger. the Power Ranger. Yeah. yeah. Um, finally, the man gets a chance to redeem himself, and boy, does he! Yeah, cool. Yeah. And Sir Ian McKellen as Goldfinger. Ooh, yes, please. Have you heard this? I've listened to a couple. Yeah. yeah. Wow, they're, they're these very are good. Cool. They are very good. P.S. I just watched the Agatha Christie's Marvel BBS special. BBC. I think. I think it might. Yeah, unless that's an American thing. Maybe. And I apologize. I just watched the Agatha Christie's Marple BBS special, <laughs> The Sitterford Mystery, in which our dear boy Dalton oh. plays a man named Trevelyan. <gasps> oh, what? And nearly spat out my drink. Anyway, PBS, PBS. Ah, oh, PBS. PBS. Anyway, thanks for the hours of laughs. Oh, you're very welcome. I can't wait for more, Josh Malta. Well, thank you thanks, very Josh. much. All the way from, from Brooklyn. From Malta. From, no, oh no, Bro- Brooklyn. 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 Right, right. Yes, yeah, his yeah. name is Malta. Malta. Yeah, that's no, Yeah, okay. Well, thank you very much. And if you do have fan mail, please send it to TreyBonPod at gmail.com. 
the official and chant. Then we will read it. That's it. That's, That's how it, it works. That's how yeah. we do it here at Trey Bond. What else do we do here at Trayvon, Brandon? We give the results to giving the people what they want. That's right. It's, it seems that we need to spread out our business. It's always like every fourth episode, we it's just like, have so much to do. Yes, thank you for joining us for the uh, official uh, board meeting paperwork of, of Trayvon. <laughs> yes. We're getting through the agenda very briskly. So we asked last week, well, no, we didn't ask. Jake asked the yeah. people to decide between three different potential categories. Run us through what those categories are. Ladies and gentlemen, Last week, you would have heard me talk about a little segment called What's That Sound, Mr. Bond? Where, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, we also would have heard a, a little segment called Q's Reviews. We didn't hear the segment. We heard a pitch. No. Well, yeah, you heard we a heard pitch. pitch. You heard my pitch for yeah. it. Q's yeah. Reviews. Uh, and the third and final one, they're, they're all my children. Not that you're supposed to have any favourites, but this one is a bit of a favourite of mine. Thank you for your purvis. And Wade. And Wade. That's right. There you go. Very so, important to have that pause there. Absolutely. And we don't need to tell you what they're about because... No. You'll because you've listened yeah. and you voted. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> did you vote. But this just in. Uh-oh. Breaking news. Oh. Yeah, it's breaking. Controversy. Oh, oh. no! Oh, really? There What's has happened? been... Not a tie. Three faithless electors. What do you mean? What? Three people have what? voted for options... That didn't exist. That did not exist. <laughs> <laughs> so we asked you, much like the 2016 election, you where there were multiple wags. faithless we'll electors. We'll see you in court. Yes, we will see you in call court, actually. Yeah, we're going to have to call the lawyers because uh, we can't call Florida. <laughs> um, but we asked you uh, what of those three segments you would like. 0.6% of people... Ooh. So one random. One rando. <laughs> said, no, no, none of those, please. Okay. I'm voting for the segment called Retrospectives, Retrospectives of Each Bond Actor. So that's got 0.6%. Right. I don't think it'll win. Okay. No. <laughs> no, it could be. But, you know, if we were living up to the name <laughs> of our segment and giving the people what they want, <laughs> we'd, we'd have to be held accountable. 1.9% of people uh-huh. who voted... How does... How does... Wrote Bond Girls. Bond. So two different people wrote Bond Girls. I think okay. there might have been three people, actually. All right. Oh, so okay. Three, okay. Right, yeah, something like that. Well, right. one person did it on three accounts. Yes, more, more oh, than likely. Oh, those cheeks. They're, they're, they're trying to bump there. up their own yeah, vote. Yeah. Then we get into the real shit. <laughs> Two what would Bond girls be as a segment? I just, she's pretty. <laughs> she's pretty. I'll take it into consideration. <laughs> I'll take it to the Shark Tank. Yeah, we'll please don't. It. Please we'll, uh... don't. You want to get cancelled? That's how you get cancelled. Who's the prettiest, Mister Bond? Two point five percent of people said they wanted. Thank you for your purpose. Oh wow, that's very low. Oh. Wow, all right. Two point five. Thank goodness. We can put Tell me how you really it. feel. Ten percent of okay. people uh-huh. voted for the second place. Oh, okay. He's not going to tell us yet. Eighty-five percent. Oh, wow, of people that's a clear win. Voted for the first place. Yeah. Which do you think? Is the overwhelming <coughs> winner? I think it's going to be what's that sound, Mr. Bond? I'm I'm with Jake. What's that sound? I yeah. think so. Well, with ten percent of the vote, we will not be doing next week. Q's reviews. We oh. will be doing what's that what's sound, that Mr. Sound? Bond? Oh, hey. Fabulous! People have chosen well. Eighty-five percent of the wow. vote. Very good. Another landslide. Absolutely. We, we will consider what was the first one. 
A retrospective <laughs> of Bond actors. <laughs> we will consider that. It might be an episode, actually. <laughs> yeah, it might... probably will be. Yeah, dream bigger. <laughs> Watch this space. <laughs> All right, well, we'll do that next week. you got some legwork to do. Right. I do have a bit of legwork, and I'll tell you what, here's one for oh, you. Oh, speaking yeah. of which. Yes. Bit of other, other, other legwork that I've been busy uh, doing this week. Now... Just glancing at at, uh, at my notes here, I've. Do I, you have uh, notes or do you have a story? Uh, um, <laughs> oh God! I've got I've got oh, dot please points. Don't, please don't improvise. <laughs> we get in a lot of trouble when I we want improvise. You to lay down a beat. It's going to be a beat rap. <laughs> a beat. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in a pond. My name's James Bond. Very blonde. That's pretty good. Um, I have realised that I haven't done a previously on. Oh, what the? Well, it's a title sequence. It's a title sequence. Yeah, I want. It's a prologue. (laughs) We had a prologue chapter called "A Call from M to uh, for M." A call for M. Oh dear. Turns out, M's a bad guy. Maybe suggested. Yeah. Alluded to. Mm. Inferred. Heavily. You infer, I suggest. Right. Mm. Okay. So, M's possibly a bad guy. How is he a baddie? Uh, because the guy on the other end of the phone... Was? Was a mysterious... No, he wasn't. No. man we, we with an Austrian him. accent. Well, well, pretty clearly Otto Doss. It's like... Otto Doss. Yeah. <laughs> Otto <laughs> Doss was calling M and said, Hey, guess what? All of the double O's are dead now. James, James Bond is dead. And where was James Bond left? James Bond was left in a well. Depends who you ask. Uh, I'm asking you. He was he was dragged down to the bottom of the ocean. Yep. Uh, and sort of surrounded by a whole swallowed by the vast sand. array of things. Yes. Um, a Lynchian funeral. Uh, that, that's right. <laughs> yeah. A, a Lynchian Bond title sequence happened. So now we go this is to... why we write it down, though. <laughs> yeah. So, so now we it's go... It's radio. It is, it is. So now we go to chapter one... Of... of fly, uh, uh, sorry. Chapter one of... What's it called? Oh, oh my God. Otto's Death. Asphyxiation. No, no. Death by Otto's Fixation. Death by Otto's Fixation. Thank you. It's a great title. It is actually. It's a genuinely great yeah, title. Yeah, then write it down. Right. Remember it at least. Right. I remember the <laughs> Otto. Chapter one. A flight to paradise. Oh. Oh, he's dead. Oh, God. <laughs> it was the deep, deafening hum and intermittent, violent shuddering that jolted Bond back to the land of the living. Although he had the strange sensation... That he wasn't on land at all. Is he back in a boat? His eyes flickered. Again. No, God. No. His <laughs> eyes flickered as they responded to the harsh shafts of golden light piercing through the tiny windows above him. And he could feel his heart accelerate and muscles tighten with the sudden realization that he was not where he thought he was. Which were. Which were. <laughs> At first, he struggled to orient himself. Struggled to what? <laughs> orient? <laughs> Don't get me going. At first, he struggled to orientate. Himself. Orient is fine. Orient is fine. Yeah. It was just, it was the, just way the way he said, he said it. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but quickly surmised that he was lying down on his back, his right hand asleep and poorly fastened to the steel bulkhead of what Bond quickly recognised 
as the rusty fuselage of a flimsy twin propeller aircraft. He's he oh, he is in a plane again. Yeah, yeah, to a propeller. No, to the, whoa, to the whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's why his hands are asleep. Oh, it's about no. to be ripped off. <laughs> He's in shock. <laughs> no, to the steel bulkhead of the fuselage. Right, right, it's right, inside right. the aircraft. Right, get on with it. The rushing wind whistling through the tiny gap between the large roller door and the floor of the starboard flank of the plane indicated that the cabin was not pressurised. Bond was reminded of that hideous job in the Baltic last June. (sighs) Must be another seaplane, thought Bond. Never can trust a machine that can't decide if it wants to be in the air or on the water. Well, he's thinking. Oh, he's thinking. Right, that makes sense. But also, he nearly died just now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Reminiscing of the yeah, Baltic. Of his yeah, Baltic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's thinking seaplane. Right. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. He estimated they couldn't be much higher than 14,000 feet as he began to take in his surroundings. He was surprised to learn that he was the only inhabitant of the sizable, empty cabin. The plane had been completely emptied out and refitted to transport large amounts of cargo Bond wagered judging by the huge metal fixtures and clamps that lined the exposed walls and floor of the plane. Cargo that he had wagered? Uh, no, he just wagered that that's what the use of the plane was ah, for. Oh, gotcha. yeah, yeah, Like 50 bucks or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe about that. Um, he's pretty skint, so maybe not that much. Smugglers, he pondered. Arms dealers. Drugs. People. Must be a return trip. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> Bond's mind raced over the endless possible answers as to who the, his mysterious captor might be and what was their intention. People! people. Aliens! <laughs> no, people. <laughs> Zombies? No, people. Whoever they were, Bond should make quick work of them. For the lousy double-hitch knot that hugged his right hand, fashioned from a stray piece of cheap polypropylene rope, suggested that whomever was responsible for seizing the last remaining double-O agent was ill-equipped and ill-prepared for such an occasion. Bet you regret that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Bond untied the rope from his wrist and felt the blood returning as the sharp prickling of needles danced through his numbed fingers. He brought the short piece of rope uh, with his... What? What have I written here? <laughs> You're telling the story, mate. What am I saying here? Just a brief intermission. Just... <laughs> Stop, please. <laughs> he grabbed the short piece of rope with his hand as he edged oh, his was, way the towards the sheeted in. metal door that led to the cockpit. He began to wrap one end of the rope around his hand, closing it into a tight fist as he prepared himself by the door. Would there be one pilot or two? How well trained would they be? And could Bond take control of the plane in time before it sent him and whomever was now at the wheel plummeting to their deaths? He's done it before. He would have to act swiftly and without feeling. Bond eased the handle (laughs) of the door. The roar of the rotors outside, masking his entrance into the cockpit, where, at the controls, sat one lonely pilot, 
dressed in Short straw. khaki three-quarter shorts, a white singlet top, covered by an orange and yellow patterned Hawaiian shirt. No, <gasps> don't you dare. He's doing it. He's, he's not he's doing canon. Hang on, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> if you do it. No, is we'll it dead in real life? Is it like straw? Hang on a straw? minute, hang on a minute. It's, it's not what you think. It better not be. Shamelessly, the pilot is singing at the top of his lungs Run to Paradise by the Choir Boys in oh, the most I mean. abrasive Australian no. accent Bond had ever heard. Can we get a sample? You don't want anyone. <laughs> you don't want anyone. <laughs> don't tell me this is paradise. Oh, we're heading to the Australian outback. Yeah. For a brief moment... This Bond, is what the people want. <laughs> Bond was befuddled by the character who sat before him. But it was in that moment that the singing pilot soon recognised that the man he had tied to the cabin wall was now standing menacingly behind him. Ah, oh, stuff a duck! shouted the pilot. <laughs> Bond responded instantly to the bizarre obscenity and wrestled the pilot from behind with the rope awkwardly stretching across the pilot's face, not quite in the effective position for a successful suffocation. <laughs> With the pilot now balancing the plane and Bond and subsequently the fate of his own life, he sent the aircraft into a clumsy trajectory of zigzags, making it even more difficult for Bond to properly slay the man. Oh. Ease up, ease up, would you? Jesus! Let me explain, let me bloody explain! shouted the pilot through the chaos of the squabble. Bond was curious and figured the pilot was no great threat to him, so he figured he'd hear the man out. Christ on a bike! Sprayed the pilot as he fixed his comms headset and glistening chrome aviator sunglasses. This is everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> you don't muck around, do you? Real <laughs> no, shoot first, ask questions later kind of bloke. Well, your Aussie accent slipped there a bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it went into your normal voice. <laughs> Get talking, Bark Bond. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. You'd reckon you'd be a bit more courteous to the fellow who saved your life. You'd reckon? Not even a bloody thank you. Just a rope around the neck and off you pop. I picked you up about 40 clicks out. You were looking pretty crook bobbing up and down in that kayak of yours. Name's Stevo. Didn't have a kayak. That damn thing was blown up. <laughs> oh, the bondola. <laughs> that got exploded. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Oh. Name's Stevo. You're, you're lucky I saw you. I don't usually do my run up this way on Tuesdays. Steve oh O, Steve that's Irwin. from. Got Steve no. O's from Jackass. Yeah, yeah. but I. You're am picturing the crocodile hunter. Well, that's <laughs> that's on you. That's on you. No, oh, that's on you. No likeness. <laughs> uh, it's completely uh, coincidental. Uh, you're lucky I saw you. I don't usually do my run up this way on Tuesdays. Got a call from May. She needed some dunny paper and petrol, quick smart, so I had to do an emergency run. Never oh, a good idea to, to get on May's bad ocean. side. <laughs> She's she just goes feral. You can't even. Where are you taking me? Interrupted Bond. Yeah, I don't know why I'm doing a finger gun. He does. He's not armed. Where are you taking me? Interrupted Bond. F and Q. Replies Stevo. I'm sorry. Is that some sort of headquarters or facility? Oh. Queries Bond. Um, well, there's a few pubs, that's what you mean. F and Q. Far North Queensland. Cairns, to be precise. Smack bang between the reef and the dane tree. Most beautiful place on earth. This is starting to offend me. <laughs> <laughs> there 
she is. This is what this feels like. <laughs> <laughs> there she is now. Steve-O points directly ahead of them. Oh, and Steve. out of the cockpit window, James Bond is met with the most breathtaking view he has ever seen. The shimmering blue waters and vast expanse of the continent of Australia. The Great Barrier? And that's it. <laughs> Very nice. You bastard. <laughs> well, I think Steve O's the new Jar Jar. Oh, come on now, you JW never know. Pepper. He's yeah. J.W. Pepper. There's a J.W. Pepper yeah. vibe there. We're going to far north Queensland too. We're getting into some territory. <laughs> no, no, he might not be from there. He might just work around there. I don't know. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's up to you. Oh, you boys. Bonds down under, boys. God damn it. And it's up to you now, mate. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Good lord. Do you oh. have a fact check? Yeah, I've got a little fact oh, check here God. for you. Yeah, That's what yeah, we're yeah, here yeah, for. Yeah, That's yeah. what we're all here Clock's for. Ticking. It's a bit of fact check. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, let's go all the way back to um, Diamonds Are Forever, the novel. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, this one came early in the episode. Should you apply light pressure to a wound or heavy pressure? Oh, yeah, right. Brandon, yeah. Brandon said light pressure to a vein, but heavy pressure to an artery. As much pressure as possible. <laughs> um, but we're not doctors. But, no, this yeah. is not health advice. I did anything. clarify. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we're legally pretty safe. According to a publication on the Harvard Medical School website, what would they know? Nothing. Eggheads. A wound that is deep, bleeding heavily, or has blood spurting from it, oh, i.e., nice. caused by bleeding from an artery, mm-hmm. may not clot and may not stop bleeding. So, yeah. The first step That's in treating the wound is to elevate it above the heart. And apply firm pressure. Ah. Ah. And, f- and for a vein? Uh, didn't say anything about a vein. It was you didn't I, do I, the work. But I have not been proven wrong. Uh, well, you're technically wrong. Well, yeah. yeah. <coughs> if firm pressure is heavy, heavy pressure, pressure, or as much yeah. pressure as possible, yeah. then you could be interpreted yeah. as being correct. correct. I am expert in the field and... Resident Sawbones. <laughs> <laughs> Is the company that makes the Scenit games still around? Optree's Digital so. Technology. Screen Life. The Seattle-based... <laughs> the Seattle-based... What did he say? Digital Technology. Is that what comes up? They're the people, aren't they? <laughs> I think they've got their name on the box. But Screen Life... The Seattle-based board game company was created by Senet co-founders David Long and Craig Kinzer. No, not quite. Uh, And was bought by Paramount Pictures in 2008. That's why they stopped making them. Screen Life closed its doors in 2012. And according to an article in the Seattle Times, after Paramount decided to shut down the company in, quote, these tough economic circumstances stating that, quote, the board game market is not what it used to be. Uh, no. They just had barely any clips to be yeah. put in those games. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see them in court. Um, so the trademark is still uh, registered as uh, Screen Life. Okay. Oh. But, okay. Uh, Mattel's, but it is available. Mattel's tied up in it now. Somehow. But anyway, what do I know? Not um, much. No. Do Activision own Treyarch? Yes. 
Yes! Treyarch is an American video game developer founded in 1996 and was acquired by Activision. We'll be talking about this during 2001. Yeah, because we were fact checking the video game. This is coming from the fact check. From the fact check. Good God. (laughs) So, just want to clarify a few things. Darby! You said that Raymond Chandler was friends with Ian Fleming. I didn't say. I asked if he was. Now, Brandon said, well... I said friendly. Friendly. That's yeah. correct. That's correct. Now, there is a wonderful little article written for uh, crimereads.com. Why don't you go and read the whole thing for us? Um, <laughs> uh, it is titled, The Time Raymond Chandler and Ian Fleming Got Together to Talk About Thrillers. Great article. Uh, which is it is genuinely a fabulous, uh, <laughs> yeah, you fabulous have to read. That, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a good read. It is a good read. Uh, any tone that was put in that. So is were they friends? Clearly uh, coincidental. Um, they were friendly. They were they were friendly, but there are four video clips and uh, the transcripts of those interviews of a BBC recording. So the video clips don't have audio, but you can access the transcript of your the video. The videos. <laughs> Our audio, and they've also written the transcript okay, in the article yep. of a BBC recording of Fleming and Chandler what talking about thrillers in 1958, only a few months before. You didn't reveal any new information. Chandler's then. past. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. The article mentions the pair being friends multiple times. Okay, right. But it's the recordings of the two gentlemen that do seem I to exude a mutual respect and adoration and joy in discussing the topic and each other's work. All right. Although I can't find a direct quote from either of them saying, the other is my friend. I think fact-checked. What is, what is clear is that the two were clearly in regular correspondence with each other and great admirers of each other's work. So I'd say that's a friend. I'd say they're probably a friend. Oh, at least in the way one could be a friend in 1958 living on opposite ends of the world. That's right. Or He's probably distancing. turning in his grave. He had no friends. Yeah, I did it all by myself. <laughs> Brandon, you said Kevin McClory doesn't have the rights to Thunderball anymore because he's dead. Yes, yeah. Um, Kevin McClory did die in 2006, but his estate maintained his rights to Thunderball, including Spectre and Blofeld. Yes, but Kevin McClory didn't have them. Ah, finally, in November 2013, a settlement was reached between MGM, Dan Jack, and the McClory estate to resolve the legal disputes that had been going on for 50 years. <clears throat> the estate was represented by William K. Kane and oh, Adam didn't, Silken. Didn't a bit of rain check here, a bit of rain man. Bit of rain check? Ra- ra- <laughs> I would like a bit of rain, rain check. check right. Can check. I get a rain check on this back, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, Mr. Kane said in a statement, the 50-year intellectual pop property row involving James Bond was settled because of a great deal of hard work by the attorneys uh, for the estate of Kevin McClory, MGM and Dan Jack and will benefit James Bond film fans throughout the world. Eon now has the rights to Thunderball, Spectre and Blofeld. We know all this. No, I'm just saying that it wasn't necessarily because Kevin McClory died. It's because of the hard work of the uh, attorneys that represented McClory's estate MGM You're and trying Dan to prove Brandon wrong. I'm trying to yes. prove Brandon wrong. Okay. But basically he's right. <laughs> Brandon, you yes. said that Fleming sat down every day and forced himself to write 2,000 words. Gosh, you were trying to find the letter in the book and Brilliant. you gave up and yes. you made me fact check it. Yes. So I did. <laughs> Fleming's usual practice 
which he outlined in Books and Bookman magazine, where he said, quote, I write... We're nearly done, Darby. (laughs) I write for about three hours in the morning, and I do another hour's work between six and seven in the evening. I never correct... Three hours? Oh. You said 2,000 words, not 2,000 hours. That's right, that's right. I never correct anything... 2,000 hours every morning. (laughs) Every morning. Ian, that doesn't make sense. Shut up, I'm drunk. (laughs) I never correct anything, and I never go back to see what I've written. By following my formula, you write 2,000 words a day. But then he does go back later. Yes, he does go back. He doesn't publish a first draft. He does go back and check his mistakes and and So, well, you should never say never. Again. Darby... You said, Hemingway said, write, drunk, edit, sober. Something like that. Could have been Hemingway, could have been anyone. I'm going to stand by that for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hemingway never actually said that. (sighs) God damn it, Darby! (laughs) (laughs) Is it attributed to him? There's no source attributing that quote to him at all. But the quote's real. The quote is is real. It exists, and Who the people hell said it? people are constantly attributing it to Hemingway. Oh, there you go. So oh, I was right. Yeah, you were right. They're attributing it to him, <laughs> but there's no evidence that he ever said but it. But there's no evidence that he didn't. Oh, you. and that is how you make decisions <laughs> in the real world. <laughs> the closest quote probably first appeared in the 1964 novel *Reuben Reuben* by Peter De Vries. De Vries. DeVries. DeVries. Maybe DeVries. Hmm. DeVries, no S. Uh, even though it's written. And it's misattribute... It's mis... Mis... Attribu- <laughs> it's mis... It's mis... Misattribution... <laughs> to... To Hemingway. <laughs> it's been so long! <laughs> it's... You know what I'm saying? Uh, to Hemingway, yeah. may have been influenced by, by by William Faulkner's drinking problem. Right. Habits. Habits. <laughs> habits. <laughs> Jesus. An excerpt from Writer's Digest in 1964 interview with Hemingway after he was asked... Who reads if Writer's Digest, though? Because the readers know. all read Writer's Digest. Readers, I know. The writers don't read. They don't. They just write all over it. Uh, after Hemingway was asked, is it is it true that he took a picture of martinis every morning up uh, to uh, to start writing? What? How did we get here? <laughs> He's done it to us again. How do you do this? You'll never know. <laughs> Hemingway said, Jesus Christ, have you ever heard of anyone who drank while he worked? You're thinking of Faulkner. He oh. does sometimes, and I can tell you right in the middle of a page when he's had his first one. Oh. Ooh, bit of sass there. Mm. Besides, who in the hell would mix more than one martini at a time anyway? Said Hemingway. James Bond. James Bond. <laughs> well, I don't know whether he would. So, um, mystery, jury's still out on who actually said, right, drunk, uh, edit, sober. Maybe I'll take it. Maybe you'll take it. Darby Deck said that. Hmm. And I say... That's fact check. Well, guess what? It's time uh, for our favourite segment. uh, And it's for a movie picture film. Oh, that isn't a Bond film. No. It's 1996's Mission Impossible. I was late with the cold. Oh, yeah. I I was just kind of like acting the cold. Mission Impossible. Yes. Sort of implied. Uh, What are your preconceived notions heading into this? 
I'm going to take it away because everyone's looking at me. Um, I you reckon... haven't spoken enough. <laughs> I haven't spoken enough. I'm just trying to get him out of the way. A little bit hoarse now. Um, thanks, Dad. Um, look, I, I I do think that this is going to be a cracker film. I think the Mission Impossible. Wait, you haven't seen this, have you? I haven't seen this film. Oh, that's I haven't right. seen the You've first seen one. The others? I haven't seen the first one, and I don't think I've seen the second one. Oh, okay. you haven't seen yeah, the one right. where he's climbing climbing the cliff. No, 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 no idea about climbing the cliff. I obviously I'm aware of the famous cl- clip of him um, sliding down into a room. Yep. Bum, oh, bum, yes. yeah. Avoiding uh, lasers bum, on the bum. ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm assuming that's man. in this one. Uh, I haven't seen the one where he's in Australia. That's number two. That's number two. Like our James Bond is about to be. Oh, uh, maybe. Maybe. Um, but I don't. I don't know which one was the first one that I saw, but I've definitely seen some of the more recent ones. So I'm going in blind, but I, I genuinely feel that these Mission Impossible films are going to be right up my uh, sugar whiz fizz alley. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know where that sentence is going to end. <laughs> I it was going to alley, and then we heard sure, and I was like, hang up! What? <laughs> Buckle up! Hit the kill switch. We don't have a kill switch! We don't have a delay! <laughs> but I will say this, I think it may suffer from being a little bit dated. Okay. I think in I what know. what aspect? Well, I this think is the same year as Goldeneye. No, year after. Year after Goldeneye. Oh, okay, right. Year before tomorrow never dies. Right, right, right. I don't know. I just think it's probably going to look a bit old. Okay. You know, and I might. I don't know. I'll probably love it, but I think you'd better. I probably will, but well, let's just not get too ahead of ourselves. Well, I flipping love this movie. To, to death uh, I've seen it m- m- enough times for the both of us right. uh, Jake so that, that's fine uh, um, <laughs> no this is this is dripping with everything I love I, I have such vivid memories of even seeing this as a child oh really and, yeah and one of the things that cut through to me as a child that I always remembered upon subsequent viewings as I got older was the tone the tonality of yeah, this right. film there's a really clear evident tonality and it's really expertly controlled Mm. Brian De Palma who directed this is one of my favourites if you haven't seen his earlier films such as Buddy Christine not not Christine sorry that was John Carpenter Um, Blowout? No Carrie Carrie Oh Carrie Carrie Blowout um, Carlito's Way Oh god Yeah yeah, He's a genius Uh, Blowout is it's top notch. It's, great. it's top notch. That's, That's the one you watch first after yeah. Mission Impossible. But this could this is like one of his only action blockbusters. He's done a little bit more recently as he's gotten older, but this was like his first big actiony film mm. because they were very hot in the 90s and I love that he dipped his toe in mm. and he executed it perfectly. All the performances are amazing in this. Tom Cruise is amazing in this. John Voight is. Oh, John Voight. It's insane. just I think this is masterpiece territory. Wow. And I and I and I think it even does. Billy Baldwin's good in it. Even Billy Baldwin's good in it, uh, and he's not good in anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, Billy, if you're out there, but uh... so I'm really looking forward to seeing this with you. The fact that you haven't seen it, I think you know it does have a slightly dated look, only because it was filmed in '96. But mm. it's a gorgeous look. Yes, yeah, see, we'll love it because it's our it's our thing. It's our time. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, yeah. What mm. about you, B? I I saw this only like a couple of months ago. Yeah. Um. I had I didn't see it when I was a kid though. I right. I know that the first Scared time the I saw it. Shit out of me! All the it. stuff on the bridge as oh, I, when I was a kid. Right. Oh, yeah, that would me. be creepy. Yeah, actually. very scary. It's got it's um, it's the closest to the television series that the series itself 
got. Yeah. Right. I think this is probably the one that is trying the hardest to be set in some kind of grounded reality yes. where things make sense. It's yeah. still a bit kooky and batshit, yeah, but yeah. in a good way. Because <laughs> I love the Mission Impossible films, but from here on in, they just seem to be... I mean, the last one was so much fun to watch, yeah, but yeah. just... Not Nonsense. a great script. Yeah, like, yeah. just right. atrocious. But they're great. But they, you don't care because you're just having really, such yeah. a good time. That's mm. the thing about Mission Impossible is it's really turned into such an interesting franchise. Yeah. And an interesting model for franchise filmmaking, I think. It's, you know, and to go back and see how it started as a trio would yeah. be interesting as well. So what do you guys think that this film is going to do better than Bond. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know. I don't know if it'll do anything better than can't Bond. It just, can't we all get along, Jay? No, yeah. well, I'm thinking we're watching this on a Bond podcast. Why are we watching this on Bond podcast? It's going to be a part of a Bond DNA. What are the things we're going to be seeing? I, I wonder how Bondian. much of an influence this film had on Tomorrow Never Dies, actually. Mm. Oh, okay. Because GoldenEye feels a little more... I mean, it's got its extraordinary out there I moments. Would, I would say GoldenEye would have made more money. Fact check. But. Then Mission Impossible? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, but in terms of um, what... Because Tomorrow Never Dies was the one that came out after this. After this one. And it was a huge hit. I mm. mean, that... Everyone was humming the theme song. Yeah, Everyone... Yeah. Like, you haven't seen the film and you know the scene of him going down because it was parodied oh, to yeah. death. Yes. Yeah. Like, it was such a big cultural, big cultural. moment mm. that um, I feel like maybe some of the energy of this is... is it, It's closest... Uh, compadre would probably be Tomorrow Never Dies for me and that's not just this aesthetically but there's a kind of energy to it that I think mm. that it's got this is a hell of a film though I am, right. I'm really excited we're going to have a lot of fun I think yes alright alright well it's if you've got it time to <laughs> pop in the Blu-ray I uh, Netflix I have learnt from my mistakes and I will not be popping in the Blu-ray. I will not be saying that because <laughs> I'm here today, a changed man, and I'm telling you that I don't have that Blu-ray, and so instead I will be streaming it, and Thank I think um, I don't think it'll be Netflix either. We just ask for transparency. Thank you so, for your honesty. Yeah. Thank, well, thank you for your honesty. I am a transparent man. Yeah. And, um, and I, I have a real hard time seeing you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that cuts me deep, and... Um, I think I'll be watching it on another streaming service called Stan in Australia. No, I think it's Netflix. We'll I'm taking you just for Well, gentlemen, we've just seen 1996's uh, Mission... <laughs> Colon, impossible. Oh, yeah. 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 Turns out, not that impossible. No. It was pretty possible. He yeah. actually he did it. He... Improbable? Maybe. Perhaps. Perhaps. Impossible? Nay. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Nearly impossible. Nearly, Nearly impossible. Nearly impossible. Nearly impossible. It was a bit hairy there for a bit. I was sure. wondering, is he going to do it? But he did it. He did it. <laughs> he did do it. <laughs> he did it. And he did it. Six more times. <laughs> and counting. And counting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The next one in space. Wait, is the next one the seventh or the sixth? Next one's next one's number seven. Number seven, yeah. Number seven. And they're filming seven and eight at the same oh, time. Oh god. Oh, they're chucking at Jim Cameron. Yes. Mm. What did you think, mate? Yeah, you haven't it seen it. It was good fun. I had not seen it before. 
It was good fun. Have you seen it since? Um, if yeah. you include... Um, no, no, have you seen it since we've just watched it? Yeah, just binged it real quick. Oh. Change in your opinion, or...? Uh, you know what? It's... It's you kind of miss a little bit when you watch it that fast, yes. right? You know, yeah. I'd recommend watching it at normal speed. Normal speed, yeah. not yeah, trying not to the cram frame it in. Rate that, no, that the no, director no. intended. No, no, no. You miss big chunks, big chunks. But the version of the film that I saw in uh, at normal speed oh, with yes. you boys just just now, yeah, uh, was really great. I thought I thought it was good fun. It was good fun. Did I keep tick- saying they're good fun, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's ticky boxes. Yeah, it was ticking my boxes. Does, does it, it box tick your twenty? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's missing something. It does. It doesn't tick, tick your twenty twenty box. Doesn't. It doesn't quite tick my twenty twenty box. Oh, look, it was. It does was, it tick your ninety six box? Um, does it tick your box in between? For context. Yeah. yeah between Goldeneye and Tomorrow Never Dies. Because I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's definitely. This yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very true, Bond. very true. <laughs> <laughs> James Bond. Does it feel like a lost bros? <laughs> Does it feel like a lost bros? Look, I, there's definitely connections and conversations going on with the bros world yep. in this film, I think. Unwitting. Yeah. Unwitting conversations, but yeah. they're happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unsolicited conversations. <laughs> yeah. They're happening. Someone's listening in. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, with a glass to the wall going, hey, they did it like that. Let's do it like that in the next one. Yeah, great. I think... Um, Who were you talking to just then? I was, I was being... He was putting the glass up. I was about, oh, right. Like yeah. James Bond with the glass to the wall of IMF listening to Ethan Hunt. Being like, let's maybe steal some of the stuff they did, but they also stole some of the stuff that we did. Yeah. yeah what about you, Brent? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I didn't mind it. I saw it earlier this year, mm. and I had more fun when I watched it then yep. than I did. I, I didn't dislike it just then. I thought it was uh, pretty good. The dialogue was my big thing in it. Mm. Yeah. I was a bit like, like I know there's some clunky dialogue, particularly in actions film, action films of the 90s, but this one really felt like, I was like, Jesus, all the, all the 90s action tropes are in here. Mm. Like, it was just missing a, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, no, but I had good fun. Mm. I think uh, it, it it did put a lot of Tomorrow Never Dies in context for me. Actually, yeah, okay. mm. just watching because w- watching Tom Cruise in this first one, and then kind of watching him in the more recent ones, particularly the ones that have come out in the twenty tens, he seems much more at ease with the character, yeah. which would happen over doing the role for twenty four mm. years or whatever it's been. But yeah, there was a lot of. A lot of angst in this performance. There's a lot of tension. Show it. Yeah. Which, you know, was a kind of criticism I had in particular of of Brozzy in Tomorrow Never Dies. Mm. I wonder if maybe maybe that was just the style at the time. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah. I think perhaps it was. Yeah. It's not a style I like. No. If I was Mm. to say, you know, just acknowledging that that was the style at the time, I wouldn't say I like that. I think I'm glad we're past that mm. that acting style. Yeah, it's interesting because he's really grown and changed with the seasons in mm. ca- in character. I mean, he would have been he was still Ethan Hunt when Daniel Craig burst onto the scene, and he was responding to that obviously in making Ethan Hunt a little less. Yeah, well, that that because um, I feel third like... one feels very you know influenced yeah. by both Bourne and and 
Casino yeah, Royale. Yeah. yeah. What did you think? Yeah. How how did you go with it? Um. Because you hadn't seen it for like two. I'd seen it for a couple of years. Yeah. I have fonder memories of it than than I, what I just experienced. Oh really? Yeah. Um. I think. Big big ups for me go to the editing, which is flawless. Mm. Um, yeah, flawless. You, did, you did mention that. Oh, it's bit, it's yeah. it's very good. It's. Very I saw good. a lot of flaws in the edit. Timber flaws, oh. tiles. There was all there was flaws all you over. You can't the place. make that joke if we were American. No, that's true. <laughs> but <laughs> we're not, so I made it. Brian Brian De Palma's is so like chock full of ideas that. He never gets bored as a filmmaker, so I don't think you get bored watching it. He's always doing something inventive and playful right. and, and new. In and, the scenes, In yeah. the scenes, so I, I had a lot to enjoy and a lot of new little lessons, everything. There's always a fresh little thing you take away. Mm. Um, a lot of Dutch angles. Absolutely. A lot. A lot. Yeah. A lot. Of, perhaps a bit too many. Maybe, yeah, pull them back. A yeah. Tiny <laughs> bit. yeah. There was a moment where I was like, I feel like I'm on a boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were. You would. You would feel your head kind of tilting yeah, quite a lot. It's yeah. like, oh, jeez, yeah. Sometimes these are calling attention to themselves a, a little, little bit, too much. Yeah. Sometimes they were working really well in 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 doing what a Dutch angle does, which for those who don't recognize the term is just a tilted or rolled. Sorry, not tilted. It's a rolled camera. Oh, can you explain to me what the difference between that? Is? What is? Because I thought that was what a tilt was. A tilt is up and down. Because oh. you tilt the camera. You pan it left to right, yep. tilt it, and then roll it is on its ah, it's got circular axis. There you go. Yeah. There's a lesson for you. Um, right. But yeah, detractions for me were Mr. Cruz's performance. Hmm. Um, I think I assumed that he was a lot better just because he's usually really good at it as Ethan Hunt. Yeah. Um, he's, and he's an Oscar nominee. And he's an Oscar nominee by this point. And, yeah, and multiple times, I think. Yeah, and the writing. And I just felt really kind of. I've seen that film a hundred times and. I still felt confused yeah, by some of it. Yeah. Some of the some of the decisions and, and scene ideas felt a little slapped together yeah. and then they just kind of ran with the concept rather than fully fleshing it out. Yeah, They're there's definitely bigger chunk, like almost entire scenes where we got to the end of it and I still was like, what, what was that about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why did we have that a, scene? That was happening a lot. Yeah. Which is a part of the, the, the cloak and dagger espionage. Yes. But I think we've realised that we can strip that sort of language and stuff out. Yeah. And yeah, not yeah. and not lose credibility. Yeah, totally. You know, everyone seems very worried of losing credibility as, very as true. yeah. And as, it is funny now we sort of mentioned it in the screening, just how far we've come in terms of how we the script lingo. technology. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got a risk chipset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Built in. It's a built in risk chipset. You don't want to mess with those. I this is the Mount Everest of hacking. Of hacks. Of hacks. The AI is chipset. It's chipset. It. Yeah. Once a chip has been set, then you got to go to Mount Everest. But luckily, we didn't get any intense keyboard smashing. We didn't. No. Very restrained. Very restrained. We did get Gene Reno. In, the, uh, in his chinos, um, uh, doing the old uh, cliche of the rope slip. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And why didn't he just tie it off, Jake? As I said, know. Yeah. I know. I'm an avid sailor. I was very frustrated that he hadn't got a, a cleat or some kind of fixed position to fasten the rope to. Are all to sailing names really dorky? <laughs> like it's its own language. <laughs> just tighten the Cunningham, mate. Loosen the overhaul. You know. It's very simple stuff. Did tie, that make tie sense? Up the cleat. What you just said? 
Um, yeah, I, I had I had fun watching it. Oh yeah, for but sure. I think I had fun in a similar way to how we watched some. What would be the closest experience? Yeah, mm. maybe. Or Jake loved it. See, I quite liked oh, the world I... is not enough. Maybe one of those ones dies. where we kind of yeah like joked our way through mm. it. Yeah, it did feel a bit like Tomorrow Never Does. Mm. I know that was my preconceived notion, and it's a little unfair because I only watched it a couple of months ago. But it, that said, I remembered that spoilers. Yeah. John Voight is actually uh, the bad guy, <laughs> but I did not remember that Angelina Jolie. No, no, no. And no. no oh no, Bertrand Russell. That was her name. <laughs> Bertrand Russell. Oh, he's Bertrand Russell's a philosopher. Oh, Shadow Bearmont. Uh, <laughs> the castle in France. Oh, yeah. Um, the lady with bear in her name, the French one. Big lips. Yeah, looked like, yeah, look like Angelina Jolie, yeah. who is also John Voight's daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and is John Voight's wife in the movie. Um, <laughs> I forgot that she was in on it. Yeah. And I forgot that uh, Gene Reno and his Geno's was in it. <laughs> Gene Reno was in it. I forgot about Gene Reno. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about him in the film completely. But... He shouldn't be in it. Look, while we're throwing names around, before we get too far down the track here, uh-huh. we need to issue a formal apology. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Well, now, we incorrectly, well, Jake, yeah, Jake said Yeah, Jake was a real <laughs> Excuse <mother>. me. <laughs> Excuse me. No, I, I'd like to issue a public apology. I falsely claimed that Billy Baldwin uh, turned in a good performance in this film. It was actually Emilio Estevez in an uncredited cameo. Un- uncredited, yeah. I would like to apologise to Billy Baldwin. Um, I acknowledge that you have not done a good performance. <laughs> Brandon. Oh, he I'm might, sorry. No, it wasn't. He doesn't it wasn't have any Billy work Baldwin. on. He might be listening to this. Friend yeah, of the maybe. podcast, Billy Baldwin. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're welcome anytime. <laughs> Is he made fun of just because he's Alex's brother? And his films. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he can take it. Oh, he's yeah. a millionaire. I'm sure he is. He's doing fine. He's doing fine. So do we think that Tom Cruise felt this was his James Bond chance? I think so. It would have crossed his mind. <clears throat> yeah. But they would have they would have started running on this before Goldeneye. But after Goldeneye's announcement, I think. But after Goldeneye's announcement, yeah, they would so have they felt, would have... okay, it's in the, it's in the water. Yeah. Time to, and it feels reboot. like the kind of thing where I mean, it feels like the script was knocked together pretty quick. I feel like all these Mission Impossibles. I think the, the impossible mission is getting the script done. Oh, time yes, for yes, production. Yes. <laughs> they write them on the fly. They, the which was never the strong of... part of these of these films, I though, agree. are they? They're they, really more about their set pieces. But it, but it is are. kind of like, yeah, but let's do it this way because we get the happy accidents yes, that make yeah. the film special even though we'll compromise the dialogue and we'll yeah. compromise this that and the other and some uh, logic um, yeah, a whole lot of logic because mm. they kind of the way I see Tom Cruise and Christopher McQuarrie writing these current Mission Impossible films is they just fly around the world and go yeah we could do a scene here we could maybe do a, a, a tenth of the film here alright yes, so let's start yeah. writing what happens here and then we'll figure out the rest when we find our next location. Yeah. Ethan goes rogue <laughs> and Ving Rhames is here. You know, <laughs> and we'll put him in a van and Simon Pegg, yes, get Simon Pegg in. <laughs> yeah. um, it's funny, I just did a quick Google. This mm. was written by uh, David Koep, or Koep, Koep. Koep. and Robert Town. Do those names mean anything David, to you? David Koep does. He yeah. is... 
more a producer writer guy but he has directed a few things oh has he directed he has directed a few things he directed that one with with (laughs) old mate from Looper Uh, Bruce Willis no no the young one Joseph Gordon-Levitt and he was a bike messenger Oh, Premium Rush. Premium Rush. You are correct, sir. He did direct. And he also wrote Premium Rush. And wrote Spider-Man Yes, something? he wrote Spider-Man. Oh, I'm a David Coet expert. Let me run you through some of his biggest <laughs> credits. So he wrote uh, a little film called Carlito's Way. Oh, shit. little film called Toy Soldiers. little film called Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that one. Uh, Jurassic Park, The Lost World. Wow. Panic Room, Spider-Man, War of the, the World. bangs out Lockies. Yeah. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Ooh. Skull. You can see why they got him. <gasps> yeah. We mentioned this film during the screening, Angels and Demons. Oh. Oh, no way. <laughs> Premium Rush, Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit, The Mummy the in 2017. Oh. With Tom oh, Cruise. One. Oh, and he wrote Indiana Jones 5, which I don't think is why happening anymore. Why did they anymore. get him back again? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets one. Yeah. And Robert Town is the Academy Award winning screenwriter for Chinatown. Oh, shit. No he is way. too. Among other things. But let's not go through his. Sure. Imdiba. All right. So we're in pretty established territory. Or yeah. I guess... But why then Why then is the dialogue so bad? Not the whole way through, is it? There's, there is some good... I never really feel like mm. we're having uh, characters talk to each other. No, I'm not yeah. paying attention to most of that sort of stuff. I couldn't tell you really any of their names mm. except for the fact that we were making jokes because we paused the credits trying to find Emilio Mestavez. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's not in the credits. Emilio Mestavez. Yeah, yeah Mestavez. Yeah, well done. Thank you. Um, <laughs> none of them... Yeah, none of them really... I don't know. No one's talking to each other about anything at all, really. Yeah. It's all plot. It is. It's yeah. all plot. Yeah. Pretty much exclusive. We go here, we do that, we go here, we do that. It's There's no kind of deeper level to that. And even now, thinking off the top of my head, I can't really name anyone. Uh, What's Tom Cruise's name? Uh, Ethan Hunt. Ethan, Ethan, Hunt. Ethan Hunt. And John Voight is Jim. Jim Rick. Rickety, rickety Jim, rickety Jim, Jim, yep. And then you got Max, Max, Max. Ving Rhames. No, that's Luther. Van- that's Vanessa Redgrave. Oh, Luther, yes, Luther, that's right. Luther, right? Yeah. Hannah, played by Engelbert uh, Humpeldink. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's I don't. Uh, what's um? Bertrand Russell's name. Bertrand Russell's <laughs> What's Renault's name? Jean Renault. Jean Renault. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Jean Renault. So like. Gene they're Reno. not characters they're just people in a room yeah talking for a bit and then we move to another room and talk for a bit even even those throwaway lines at the start of like hey where'd you go where'd you go on your little holiday no, they well up with the Drake Hotel we and that's like oh I thought that was going to be character stuff but it's it's just there mm. for the payoff of the, the Gideon's on. Bible where they kind of open that up we should kind of go through the plot yes. I suppose so what is the plot? Jake, oh, yeah. I want to see if yeah, you can yeah, tell yeah. us. Oh, don't do You're that to me. You're such a good storyteller. <laughs> Gather round, folks. Let me tell you a little story about a guy called Ethan Hunt. <laughs> brothers closer than brothers. <laughs> Those Duke boys. No, hang on. Um, so, all right, we've got 
Mission Impossible, mm-hmm. 1996. Oh no, he's banding um, already. <laughs> opening scene in Prague. Opening well. Prague. Yeah. Okay. So you've got a you've got a whole bunch of secret agents. IMF agents. Yeah. Imf. Imf. Which I never understood <clears throat> what that stood for. Impossible Mission Force. In vitro fertilizer. But you don't find that out till the third movie. Right, okay. And they are... Or the TV series. You, it, oh, it's in right, that, yeah. you know from the show. It, yeah. Which this feels like it is meant to be a continuation of. I haven't seen anything to do with the show. Oh, really? Right. I don't, yeah. I'm not it, I don't know anything about it, but I even got the impression that it was sort of like, okay, the world of the show is... Has moved on. Is over now, and here's the new young gun that's going to carry the... Yes. The story, the well, franchise, the yeah. hero's journey kind yeah. of thing. So the, the all of these agents get together to run to to do a heist, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get they're trying to get a uh, a disc yes yes uh, which is full of, of a all list the NATO agents of <laughs> <laughs> secret agents. Now is IMF a part of um, the, CIA. the CIA? Vaguely, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. All right. So well. All right. Got that. It go. The job goes wrong. Job goes wrong. Spoilers. Everyone dies. In Pragu. In Pragu. Or so we think. That's right. Everyone dies, so we think, except for Ethan Hunt. Because he's... Because he's Tom Cruise and they've paid a lot of money and they That's really right. need him to hang around for a bit longer. Mm-hmm. So he is set off on a journey uh, to basically avenge all of his work buddies that were killed in Prague on this bad job and figure out uh, that there's a mole. Well, he's trying to... Trying to uh, what, what absolve himself? Yeah, he's trying to. Well, he's trying to first of all figure out what the hell just happened. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he meets up with Kitteridge, who runs the IMF. He's great. He's he's an M equivalent, right? Pretty much. It runs the division. Yeah, feels like M mixed with Tanner. Yeah. So I always get the feeling that he's reporting to someone else. Yeah, yeah, mixed Mm. with Felix. But, and they think, the IMF thinks that Ethan is the bad guy, right? Yes. Yes. They, that's be, because because there's a, a strange amount of money's recently appeared to pay for his parents. Oh, his parents' farm. Farm. We never found out where that money came from. No, because that did actually happen, right? Well, yes. yeah. Apparently. Or maybe John Voight set it up. I maybe. Think, I think we're meant to go, ah, oh, John Voight. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once we figure out that there's a mole... In IMF, you dirty mole. <laughs> uh, and Ethan Hunt is suspected of being that mole. Mm. Scrag. He, <laughs> Ethan Hunt, then escapes. He needs to get the knock list. He's got to. He's got to prove his innocence by getting the knock list. That's right. By getting the knock list, which is the list of all of the agents, uh, agents, agents, secret agents. Yes, yes, that are going to be exposed. And so we're set off on a crazy journey um, where an ogre and a donkey nope, must... Nope, nope, um, nope, no, no, sorry. Uh, where Ethan Hunt must uh, exonerate himself, go rogue, so to speak, go mm. dark, and uh, retrieve the actual list of secret agents and from give it to Max. within the uh, headquarters of the CIA in Langley, Virginia... Because he's now working alongside some mysterious woman called Max, who is also apparently connected to the real mole 
of IMF. That's right, Job. Job. Yes, which is where the Bible references start coming from. For some reason. For some reason. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's good writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a reference. (laughs) (laughs) It's a reference. It is a reference. Um, That's kind of what, how we get about halfway through? That's pretty much it. Then we realise that John Voight was really responsible for all of it. He killed everyone in the IMF task force, faked his own death, comes back. Uh, he wanted to frame Ethan. He wanted to use his wife. That's right. To make sure that. That's he... right. His wife was in on it. Bertrand yeah. Russell was in on it. Yep. And then they meet on a train because they're going to give the files to Max. And then Max is going to be like, Job's here. You want to meet him? It's only bloody Job. That's right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, Gene Reno comes up in a chopper. Yep. And uh, uh, John Voight kills his wife. Yes. Yep. Oh, don't yeah. forget then the theme song plays. Oh, the theme, theme, the theme tune plays. Yep. And then uh, there's a fight on top of the train with uh, old man John Voight. And some great wind effects and yeah, some pretty really decent th- uh, green screening. Pretty yeah, good. At the time. Yeah. Oh, you boys were it. very hard on no, some no, of the rear projection buying... in the other Bond movies. Yeah, but that's Bond. For the time. <laughs> for the time. I don't know about this. Good I was Lord. buying that, though. I was buying that. Yeah, I didn't buy it. I wasn't buying it. I, I, I didn't buy it, but I also, you know, it's just dated. That's that. Yeah. For, for me, it's, it's hard like, to I don't buy it, it now. I might have bought it, bought it, bought it at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I might have bought it at the time. I thought it was good for its time, is probably what I about it sure yeah so if we're thinking about the plot and if and if you folks out there are confused uh don't be welcome do we do we do we buy it is it uh yeah i I think it's logical for a thriller story for me it's It's like yeah double cross betray i feel like the 90s was full of that trope of oh my god the Boss was the bad guy all the time. Funnily enough, that is now the story. It's coming in, back. In our um, yes. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the 90s was full of that. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, the, whoever's playing the boss, if it's a big name actor, they're the bad guy. They're the baddie. That's the baddie. And, and rogue agents, I feel, is a big theme. Yeah. It does kill me that he's been a rogue agent just so many times. I think in every movie. No, the second one? Yeah, the second one, I think he is. How is that possible? Like the he clearly does not work for an agent. He doesn't oh God, work for is. an a- yeah. agency. He's yeah. always out by himself. Well, there's been a bit of that in the Bond franchise too. There's yeah. quite a few times where Bond's gone rogue and it's a bit like, yeah, this doesn't really mean anything if you do this all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of like, yeah. it's kind of like the, what's the rogue percentage in this one? <laughs> yeah. How often is he rogue? <laughs> in yeah. some, it's like only the back quarter. And the other times he's, he plays by the book. That's right. <laughs> I mean, how often do agents really go rogue? I mean, well, he'd lose his job, surely. He'd, he'd be fired. killed. Well, the IMF just seem like a bunch of monkeys that should learn to trust Ethan Hunt when he says a thing. That's right, because he's fucking Ethan Hunt. That's God right. damn it! Played by Tom Cruise. That's right. Mm, what do we think of him? Of Ethan Hunt? Yeah. He's a fucking dickhead. He is. He's really <laughs> cocky. He's cocky in that really kind of like smarmy way. Oh, he's like, a frat oh, boy. Yeah, he's, it's yeah, fratish. Yeah, yeah, it is, I didn't like him at all. No, neither did I. The magic trick scene in particular for yeah. me where he's doing all the little magic tricks. I was like, they're super impressive magic tricks that Tom Cruise has learnt, trademark. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Good God. I mean, have Not you ever time. wanted to punch a guy more? <laughs> yeah. I'm meant to hate Gene Reno. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm on your side. <laughs> yeah, this guy's a wanker. Yeah. Big time. And he's just kind of like that the whole way through the film. I mean, it's it's either that. He's being playful. <clears throat> he's trying to be mischievous. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and, and boyish. Almost roguish, yeah. Or, or he's just so... Just experiencing everything. Yeah, tense. It's it's, it's one yeah. of the, it's one or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those wide eyes and gritting teeth. Yeah, yeah. The jaw is always clenched. Yeah, mm. yeah. and the head is always moving, moving constantly. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, his head moves more in that car shot <laughs> He's really... than Vanessa Redgraves does. Yeah. Ethan, Ethan Hunt's just like super coked up. He just needs like a leveler. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's really if if he was to meet a doctor, the doctor would be like, mate. Xanax. You've been carrying around <laughs> all this for how long? Yeah. We can help you. Because they really sort of introduce no, I need him. To be shot. I need to be quick. <laughs> they kind of introduce him as the young kind of hot shot on the team. Yeah. Right? When the, well, when the band's know. all together. They introduce well, him as Tom Cruise. Yeah, so and it's you, hard. And, and when you he, kind of. I don't feel assumed... like they're the, he's the young hot shot. It feels like. I, the, the, I think that they've been doing this for ages. I think this is meant to be. A follow-on from a loose follow-on from the TV show, and he's a character in the TV show as well. Yes, yeah, because yeah. they've got Jim, who is the John Voight character, who was the the head of the IMF of the team in yes. the show. And there was huge controversy around when this film came out because they made him the bad guy, and the guy who originally played Jim in the Impossible Missions. Uh, was very against it. He was like, "Well, that's not the character they've destroyed. They've destroyed the the legacy of the franchise." Blah blah blah. He would never do that. Blah blah blah. Mm. Um, it feel and like all this talk of like <laughs> classic. He's always doing that. He's at the Drake Hotel. Oh, you son of a bitch! Like all oh, this <laughs> like banter, you know, hashtag banter that's happening around the table. Yeah, it makes me feel like no, they've all been doing this together for nearly decades like yeah. it felt like they're all old hats kind of thing mm. yeah I'm buying that as well yeah mm. I, you know I know I said that there was a couple of lines missing I've just thought of one more <sighs> one last job <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. one last job in and out <laughs> quick million I'm too old for this then we, can, yeah. <laughs> then we can leave this all behind us <laughs> Bandosa <laughs> But they do position Ethan as the cocky. He's he's the one that's most likely it's to definitely his energy. Yeah, yeah. Y- you know, to shake things up oh, he's or a to go he's against the, the grain. Cannon. He's yeah, the one yeah, that yeah. It's like when you're in a pinch, he's a son of a bitch. But <laughs> God damn it, does he get the job done? Because <laughs> one moment that stood out to me early on was when they've uh, escaped from the massive hotel or wherever that. Ball is happening and oh, Prague. The embassy. No. It's is an, it embassy. an embassy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And and he and one of his teammates are pretending to canoodle in the alley and wait oh, for yes. their target to leave. Oh yes, Prague. And uh, yes, Prague. Oh, <laughs> uh, and and shit's starting to hit the fan. And one of the team members dies in the elevator shaft. And Voigt is like abort, abort, abort. Ethan's like, no, we're not aborting. Yeah, we're gonna get the. It's like you've, we're just, get the thing. you've just ignored a direct order, mate. Yeah. yeah. What are you Complete doing? disregard He's rogue for the, the chain get-go. of command. It, it, yeah, it feels like they're doing that classic thing of like your lead character that. has to know the right answer yeah, yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah. 
It's mm. always a bit like I don't know. Maybe People it can be wrong. <laughs> yeah, you can be wrong. The lead can be wrong, and yeah. in fact, it's actually more interesting if he'd followed the orders to a T. Mm. You know, because God, it then it then presupposes that John Voigt knew he, he would do abort. that. Yeah. yeah, and so that all these plans just, could be put into motion. Yeah, yeah. Because if know. if he had aborted, then John what Voigt, does he do? John Voigt's plan would have fallen apart. Yeah. How does John Voigt kill himself? Yes. Because everyone, everyone aborts, everyone goes back to the safe house where John Voigt is waiting for them, and that's it. Oh, there you go. We just yeah. destroyed the film. Yeah. Done. <laughs> so, Ethan is to blame for this whole thing. Yeah. For, yeah. Not... for, for being too obvious to John Voigt. Yeah. Yeah. Gave away the ghost. Hmm. I really liked John Voight in this. He was yeah, my he's pretty good. he was my standout. Mm. Yeah, I really liked him. I was feeling a lot of Alec Trebellion. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, mm. a lot of Alec. Especially Trebellion. when he put on his tack outfit at the end. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. yeah, tactical yeah. Voight. Tactical yeah, Voight. he even had a Trebellion line which you picked up on of the oh, like. Yeah. I know, I know what you taste like. I've had a taste. I've had a little sample. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have tasted the goods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, what, you surprised I fucked my wife? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, boy, do you need to calm down? <laughs> you shut the fuck up, calm down. You read this script? <laughs> oh, God. I've got an Oscar, God damn it. Um, well, let's talk about the Bondian, in, the Bondian things. What, yeah. What are the, what are, within this film, what, do you, what did you point to and go, that is clearly either influence from James Bond or speaking to the same... Locations. Locations. The embassy in Prague. Prague is a Bond location. Yeah. For me, embassy, Tom Cruise is already in a tux. Even the the aquarium. The aquarium. That felt... That, to me, I was like, God damn it, that could have been in a John Glenn. Yes. I was looking at that. Because it's so simple. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's even a place I would expect to see... Yes. It's even a place I would expect to see Zukovsky. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. him sitting there at a, a little table bit of somewhere. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, little, just, just the right touch. amount of tackiness yeah. of a guy who's just fallen in love with capitalism. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the, tr- the train. The train is a bit of a lair as well. The and train the fight is a bit on top of, of the train is very much. Oh no, not a lair. Sorry, the the um the where he drops down from the ceiling. That's our lair, right? Or oh, our villains' the, headquarters in the uh, Langley. At Langley. CIA headquarters. CIA headquarters. That's our sort of Yeah, the, it's a stand in. Yeah. Stand in for a lair. I mean that this the the art design particularly in the room. Yeah, you know, very felt much. Felt like so. something out of a Yeah, you know. I, I guess it's a big set piece, isn't it? Yeah. And I think the lairs in the Bond world normally stand in for those big set piece moments. Yeah, of, yeah. All right, we've arrived here. It's normally a place that we're infiltrating. Mm. And I think that's what Ethan's doing here. He's kind of Breaking into Langley. That's all I have to say about that. What other locations were there? Um, Kiev. 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 Yeah. yeah. It felt like we were inside rooms a lot. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Although were Just we really in Kiev? Well, we got the we got the title Kiev. We did. But then the walls gave way at the end, and it was sort of a sept. Yeah. Oh, that was right at the start. Yeah. Well, yeah, that yeah. that was kind of a pre-title that sequence. That was a pre-title was. sequence. Yeah. 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 With end of title sequences there. End of well. title sequences. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a thing. Mm. Same way that Doctor No had, you know, 
James Bond thing? Yeah, you can. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The title sequence gives away the whole film. And and the uh, the way they implemented the Bond girl, the Mission Impossible girl, is very much a Bond girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in, you in, definitely get that. that. That's kind of double... Double crossing nature, yeah. And a bit of a squeeze as well. Bit of damsel in distress. Bit of damsel, like, oh, but also capable. She's also a little bit like the spy who loved me, and that she can do her own thing. And mm. you know, I got Anya Amasova vibes yeah, actually yeah. a little bit from oh, her. Yeah. There was mm. an element to her, I guess, just her poise. Yeah, she crossed my mind a few yeah. times. Better actor, I thought. Mm. A lot of gadgets. Yeah, I was just about to say gadgets are, are a big deal in this. Big deal. Yeah, I mean, they're simple. Rubber masks. Rubber yeah. masks. Is that a gadget? The, the, I would say that's the a gadget. Yeah. The, the tech that constructs it, it's the gadget. Mm. Although that's not in, in this yet. No, that, that comes in in the second one. Yeah, yeah. There's that. Or, or maybe the third. No, no, no second, second one. Where the, there's, there's the, the scanner that goes. The cigarette, in. the pinky. Yes, yeah, yeah that's right. No one. If you can make sense of what I just said. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, watch the other films. Come back here. Press pause. Come back. Um, the biggest thing for me. That I that kind of went, you know, ring a ding a ding. The biggest Bond alarm bell that went off for me was when Voigt comes back from the dead after, and he's at the telephone. Booth, yeah, yeah. And he's sitting across from him, and he goes, "After the Cold War, mm-hmm. there was nothing left for us. Very true. spies out in the cold. You know, President thinks he can run things. It's like this whole thing of like, oh." That's what we just had in Goldeneye. Yeah. That was the whole kind of, the whole you know, thing. the spiel, you know, theme stated. Yeah. Very yeah. Much Cold what War's over. What do you Cold. do now? Yeah. Mm. Which I wonder, again, is that just a trope of the 90s? Because they were so fresh coming From, out of it. Well, yeah. probably. Um, and also, I think the thing that made me go, uh, yeah, it kind of works for Mission Impossible. And it feeds in again to why I feel like it's a like a semi-continuation of the TV show mm. is that the TV show was in the 60s mm. at the height of that spy height of Cold War mm. so was Bond and so that kind of for me was like oh they're kind of giving a bit of a nod back to yeah we're going to do things differently now because there's no Cold War kind mm. of thing I was like oh, I'll allow it I'll allow it I'll allow it <laughs> I want to see where this is going yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was the biggest Bondian yeah bell that mm. rang for me mm. I thought also uh, production design um, oh yeah uh, lighting design as well was very very similar to, to what was happening in Bros at the time what what makes this visually quite different I felt from mm. Brosnan's James Bond films was the costume design um, for, right. for oh, the yeah. most part which most part which seems to take this approach of 60s B-movie Slash TV series, yeah. but the nineties. There was a few yeah. like the the big the big jackets the for big the coats, for the yeah. IMF agents and and the and the the little the way they costumed the the second unit in Prague the way the one was dressed as a uh, cleaning lady mm. with a trolley mm. there was just a quirkiness and a, and a deft sort of touch to the costume design yeah, where I was like true. that's different than Bond, but it feels like a cousin. Mm. In a way, and the know? suits, the suits mm. all uh, hang just a little lower and a little looser yeah. than they do in the Brosnan films. Even mm. though the Brosnan films of the '90s, he's in a much you know 
it, for my taste, I think it's a nicer cut where it kind of hangs off the skin a bit more. Mm. These were definitely hanging just a little bit more. He wasn't going to Savile Row. Mm. You know, Ethan Hunt isn't going to Savile Row and buying a, you know, Tom Ford or, you know, Brioni tailored yeah, suit. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. a well-fitting suit that looks good for the time. And I, that kind of stuff, I was like, ooh. Yeah, I, I yeah. feel like the nice difference, difference between Ethan and Bond is that I mean Bond is as you say he, it's going to be Turnbull and Asser it's going to be suits it's yeah. going to be polos whereas Ethan's normally in like a, a v-neck shirt with you know yeah. with mm. kind of more jeans jeans and a <laughs> yeah. motorcycle mm. you know yeah, it's, very American yeah, yeah American yeah. casual yeah mm. yeah yeah, he wouldn't look out of place in a leather jacket, whereas a leather jacket on Bond would look odd. Yeah. I know he has been in a leather jacket. Has he been in a leather jacket? Uh, doesn't he wear one in No Time to Die? Oh, he might do. Is Are you he, thinking of the RGT? No, that's not leather. The oh, RGT Jake, jacket's let not me leather. have it. <laughs> no, that's not leather. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah, that's the one. Ah, damn. Yeah. I feel like Roger wore a, maybe a bit of leather. Yes. If anyone was going to do it, it'd probably be him. What about Dalton? A bit of saggy 80s leather. Well, I just saw... You're talking about his skin? <laughs> <laughs> I just saw Living Daylight 10 License to Kill on the big screen. Oh, I didn't even ask you about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was good. Yeah. Actually, funnily enough, License to Kill on the big screen. Sensational. Yeah, right. Mm. Living Daylight uh, was fine. Okay. It yeah, didn't. It didn't, uh, it didn't hit me as much mm. as I was wanting it to. Mm. Although, it was the day that the news was announced that the film had been delayed Uh, and I will say going through watching The Living Daylights there was a couple of moments where I was like maybe I should just go home (laughs) I was feeling pretty deflated I was being like why am I doing this the (laughs) film isn't coming out (laughs) why am I doing this (laughs) I'll just have to watch them again in a few months (laughs) yeah that's the thing (laughs) Um, no really good I don't remember a leather jacket Interesting. But I've been wrong before. (laughs) (laughs) That's happened. But do you feel that as the franchise of Mission Impossible progresses, that style in in its own Mission Impossible way plays a bigger and bigger role? Do they pay much attention to suits and clothes and style? The fourth one. When the fourth oh, the one they Abu do, Dhabi yeah, one. in Ghost Protocol, there's quite a lot of attention paid to style. Right. They have that lavish ball that they go to, Paula mm. Patton and Tom Cruise, oh, yes. where they meet the Indian dignitary. Who's yeah, that's right. yeah, and then there's also the uh, there's another big lavish sequence in the fourth one. What else is there? It's a bit I can only yeah. think of the climbing Dubai. Yeah, Dubai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing with these Mission Impossible films. Mm. I can never remember the plot of them. I can just tell you yeah. the big stunt. I think of that's the all film. they want. That's and it. I think that is. I think that is what they're going for. Yeah. yeah. And I'm happy to sit there with them, but yeah, for the most part. For the most part. You happy to go along with it? For the most part, uh, this, this I I would mark the Mission Impossible's up as a guilty pleasure for me. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah, definitely. yeah. I think there, I'll let them go. There was an interesting thing for me where I kind of went watching this first Mission Impossible and seeing how kind of you know balls to the wall it gets with some of that special effects. You know, you know, suspend your disbelief above suspension. You know, <laughs> like install new bloody anchors up top. I saw how we got where we are with the Fast and Furious franchise as well. Uh, Going from that really grounded thing about an underground street racing thing that was all about souped up cars and stealing, you know, TVs with VCRs in them. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's literally the plot of Fast and Furious 1. They are stealing a, the, a truck full of TVs TV. with the VCR built into them. Like these TV things. VCR combos. <laughs> these things sell like uh, meth. <laughs> In a few years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get that. <laughs> um, but watching how those films have kind of scratched that itch too. Mm. But where Mission Impossible has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger in its stunts, they do them for real for the yeah. most part. Mm. Whereas the Fast and the Furious they ones just... are like, well, we're going to go bigger and bigger and bigger, but we'll do the SFX stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's all really, you know. I don't know. I did. I saw that Genesis thing. Mm. I was like, oh, I can... I can see how I, we ended up that way. Yeah, yeah. and I can it's kind of... It's like a sliding of, doors moment almost. I see almost. where that appeal... There is crossover appeal there. Mm. Yeah. Particularly that, that train scene at the end. I was like, Jesus, this wouldn't be out of place in a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Not in a bad way. Like I, no, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't love the Fast and Furious I movies. Them. I, I, I can sit through <laughs> most of them. I can't. I, I can't go to the cinema and you know say I've enjoyed them. Yeah. But I've sat through a couple of them. I actually quite like the um, the second one. <laughs> uh, if you must know, Tokyo Drift's not bad. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you think that? The Mission Impossible franchise has um, taken the throne from Bond when it comes to the doing it for real stunt. Um, not really, because Bond's still doing it for real. I would, I would say yes, but wholly and solely that element in a box. I don't think it necessarily makes you a better film. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's just that you've done. Yes, they have taken that sort of. They are the franchise that you look to for real. Oh, I know that when I go to see this Tom Cruise movie, he's he's strapped what's to that. What's he plane. doing now? Well, see, and that's what I think. I think it's what's Tom Cruise doing yes. in his movie. Yeah, not what he's doing in the new Mission Impossible because that space thing that's, is not Mission no. Impossible. Oh right, that's a whole other, that's a whole other film. Thing. Yeah, oh, and I feel mm-hmm. like it's he's the guy that does that thing. Yeah, and you, I love to him go for watch it. the lead actor do the stunts for yeah. real. The, he's got that in the box for sure but I think the do it for real thing I don't think Mission Impossible have the 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 sole claim to that now. no they're just known for it right now yeah would like, you see Daniel Craig do it for real for the most part no, no. although I did so, I, there was a, a publicity shot posted uh, quite recently of um, Tom Cruise doing a fight scene on top of a train and mm. they were like you know there were all these Twitter comments being like uh, that's amazing. No other lead actor would do that. And it's like, <clears throat> Daniel Craig, 2012, Skyfall, yeah. billion dollars at the box office. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he was on top of that train, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, yeah, I think they've definitely, what they've done really well, though, that I think the Bond franchise should do is advertise that they are also doing this stuff for real mm. it should have been way bigger news that they shut down Rome yeah. to do a car chase I, that's yeah. insane yeah, yeah. they drove in front of Vatican City yeah, they were only metres away from it that's mm. as big I mean it's not as you know death defying no, as but climbing that the, to the marketing the, machine the, yeah. what's it called Burj Khalifa. Khalifa but that's still a still huge cool. thing they did that Entire car chase for real. They went into the aqueduct and they fired an ejector seat out of a car. They had an explosion in a Roman aqueduct. Like what? Well, yeah. not aqueduct. What? They, what are they called? Uh, the, the drainage thing. Uh, from sewer. Sewer. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think that's something that the Mission Impossible films do really, really well. It's yeah. how they advertise themselves as... And I'd say what else they do, they do well is... It's funny, because they trick me into thinking that they're quite good films. Hmm. And then I think about them. Plot-wise. Plot-wise, yeah. but also, you know, yeah, I just think about them and I go, these are all kind of rubbish, they're all junk, but at least they're giving us... Um, I feel like they're the modern version of the Bond formula. Yeah, yes, yeah. I, I feel like they've picked up the... What Roger was doing What Roger was doing, yeah. turning out essentially the same film yep. over and over. Not very good. Not very but good. cool stunts. But cool stunts, and it gets bums on seats, and it makes money. They're doing that really well. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I want to see a few more, but I also don't. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't want it to get to the souring point. Well, see, I felt like be... the I felt like Fallout was a bit of a souring point. Oh, really? I, I, I enjoyed it, yes, yeah. but I just felt a little bit cheated at the end of it. It just felt like it, akin to, and they woke up and it was all a dream. Yeah, oh, right, you, you know, yeah, yeah. it's it just was lazy storytelling or so a lazy resolution. How would you feel if, um, okay, Mission Impossible are going to reboot the franchise? We're going to start again. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna chuck a, a James Bond two thousand and six. Yeah, and let's put it on another franchise here. I like yeah, this. And, I like and, this. And we and we're going to make it gritty and emotional, and we're gonna unpack the psychology of Ethan and mm. and and the team. Is that gonna is that gonna <coughs> make it more interesting, or is that gonna make it more I compelling? Think, I think maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's a big argument. I don't know if there's much of a character to do that with, though, is there? That's right. I, th- I think there's a bigger argument for... Um... Oh, jeez, I've just lost my... Thanks, Brandon. Sorry. <laughs> uh, oh, he, for, for saying... Yeah, you were saying you essentially the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that there is no Mission Impossibles without Tom Cruise. Right. In the way that, you know... I don't know people were saying that about Connery at the time, and mm. then they went on to prove themselves wrong, but... But no, that really is one, the exception. I yeah. mean, no one's made Dirty Harry again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. I feel like you can't really make... And if you really do make... remake these types of... Because they were setting that up with Jeremy Renner. They were they were looking to go down that road. And oh, th- with Mission Impossible. With Mission Impossible 4. Oh, Jeremy God. Renner was the hot young Oh, thing. come on. What? Renner wants Mission Impossible. He wants M. Jason Bourne. Bourne. What's he want? That's what was happening. Yeah. Right. That's what was happening. It was really strange. Tom Cruise, I think, was lured into... He's the... a franchise killer. <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise was lured into Ghost Protocol on the, the assumption of, this will be your last one, and it's a nice way to hand it over. Oh, That's wow. the rumour. But right. then but then because it did well and turned out to be a good film that kind of went, oh, no, we can make more of these. And oh, Tom wow. Cruise got hungry for it again, and, and that's why they've kind of churned them out since the fourth one. Well, yeah. um, and Renner's faded back again. Because he's, he's, yeah, he's not in them anymore. He's not in them he? anymore. He's not in anything. I really like Jeremy Renner, and he's not even in the Avengers films anymore. No, they kind of... Except for the most recent one. Yeah, it's interesting, because I imagine a lot of people would have been saying, oh, a gritty, emotional, deep, brooding Bond? That won't work. Surely not. Well... It does, though, because of Fleming. Yeah, there's a source material to go back to. And, and, you know, there was that surface journalist, you know, Daily Mail garbage. Yeah, um, Saying that. (laughs) But... There were, I mean, the fans, fans of the series knew that that was there because it had been peppered through the series beforehand. I mean, with Honor Majesty's Secret Service, there are, I would say the Connery films don't have much of it, but 
They were peppering it in with Dalton and that as well. I mean, we'd already had our dark, gritty, deep... Yeah, yeah, it was just more about the the degree to which... More people were upset that it it was a blonde actor. Like, it wasn't so much about where they were taking the film's direction-wise. It was like, oh, he can't be fucking blonde because he's blonde, you bastards! (laughs) It should be be fucking Goran Vizendjik! That was the front-runner at one point, or Clive Owen. Clive Owen, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. If, okay, let's do a hypothetical, because this happens to Bond all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. They're recasting Mission Impossible. Yep. uh, To keep the series going. Who do you cast? Who do you think is the front runner? Who's going to take over from from Tom Cruise? Who do you cast? Tom Holland. Tom Holland? That's too young. British actor? He could do an American accent. I only think of him because of his athleticism and his commitment to physicality in a wow. role. He's playing Nathan Drake in yeah. the uh, Uncharted movie. Yeah, I yeah. think if you're going to throw someone off a building or a bridge or he's going to climb something crazy, I reckon Tom might be up for it. Hmm. Yeah, who else is doing that? Yeah, who is an American that's like... That's the thing, because when I'm going, how do I recast Ethan Hunt? I go, okay, so what actor am I going to get that can do stunts? I'm not thinking about in the, the character. No, in the mm. same when you go when you recast Bond, you go, but he has to be, you know, it's not just about being good looking or British. It's you know he has to be suave and he has to be good with a joke and he has to be witty and there has to be a yeah, what charisma. Does Ethan, have to do? <laughs> Ethan just needs to be coked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like have a couple really, of Red Bulls. Really and intense. Then get some get some energy and uh, go and climb on that plane. Mm. Yeah, Tom Holland's a good good action. That's a good cast. I've choice. only got. Pommy actors going through my head. I'm I really tell you what, I just had Robert Pattinson flash through. Oh yeah, another Brit. N- another yeah. Brit. I actually think, and this is probably controversial. I think Tom Holland in ten years could be a very good Bond. Look out in twenty. How maybe, old is maybe twenty? He's about twenty, twenty-two, twenty-three, He's, something yeah. like that. He's a young fella. Mm. He's a young fella. Maybe fifteen years. Yeah, yeah maybe. he might be right. Fifteen, twenty. Here's controversial years. point. Here's oh, controversial yeah, point. Case. Yeah. No Time to Die. It's the film that changes everything. It is, yeah. We don't get everything a Bond film. Nothing. We don't get a Bond film. In 2022. For 10 years. Ugh. And then Tom Holland comes back. <laughs> yeah, alright. play Bond. Yep, alright. I don't want to wait 10 years, though. My controversial thing is you've got to wait a decade yeah. to get Tom Holland. To get oh, Tom I'd Holland. skip Tom Holland. No, I'd skip him. He's I'm not, not worth waiting. waiting I'm not waiting against decade. I might die in I 10 might years. die too. <laughs> My cholesterol's through the roof. <laughs> I break easy. <laughs> it's hard to cast Ethan. It is it hard is. to cast Ethan. I'm I'm drawing a blank because um, going, we're going off our kind of very vague memories of the other films, but also we've just seen the film that is meant to be the introduction to this character mm. that establishes a franchise, and there's not much to hang your hat on. Oh, you know who I'd get actually. Who? Billy Baldwin. It'd be a different. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a different direction for Ethan Hunt, but I'd like to see someone like a an, an Alden Eidrendick. Oh, El, yeah, yeah, Alden Drake. Alden Drake. The guy, the guy from that played uh, Young Han Solo. Yeah, he'd be good. Yeah, okay. okay. He's a good actor. He's that's a great actor. A, that's a good choice. Yeah, actually. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> I love him in Hail Caesar. He's yeah, incredible. he's fantastic. He's not bad in in uh, no, Solo. That's a good job. Solo, you just can't see anything. <laughs> yes. Um, 
I don't really have much more to say about Day Player of the Week. Oh, Day Player of the Week. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I got mine. Uh, I'm going to say Vacuum Lady. Oh. Vacuum Lady. Yeah. Uh, the one that... Uh, the, 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 <laughs> the, the IMF agents when they're storming Max's oh, yeah. villa thing. And she just kind of backs away. And she's, yeah, and then they're like, keep vacuuming. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all in a wide, but I was like, yeah, not, really good. not too bad. Go, you name it. Well, I've got a second one. I'll let you name him. All right, I think I know to... yours. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. He's probably mine. Because I think this guy was probably here for two days. Oh, yeah. But. Drain Boy? No, the oh. one that the the uh, the one that had the, the diuretic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's probably there for two I reckon he was there for a week. Yeah, maybe a week. There's a <laughs> yeah. lot of shots. Because he's got that scene, too, where he's, he's drinking, drinking coffee. coffee. Pee water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's that. There's Boys the toilet. Bed. There's the hallways. And then there's inside the other. No, he's yeah, there for yeah, a week. He's, there for, he's there for a week. All right, Jake. Worth a mention. Worth yeah, a mention. Worth a mention. Uh, the actual day player of the week, <laughs> folks, is going to a, a, a young fella, a well-deserving of the uh, of the accolade. He is a uh, an, uh, an IMF agent, we believe. It's probably credited as IMF agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, storming Max's uh, room and <laughs> just in the background of a certain shot, you've got one guy there. After they've realised there's no one around. There's, there's no one else it. around. Everything's the area been is clear. <laughs> Super clear. Nothing to be alarmed about here. Nothing to see here, folks. And all of a sudden, in the back of the shot, you've got one, one very keen day player <laughs> walking around with... <laughs> With a silenced pistol, posed, ready for just action. Just over the guy's little, yeah. like, like just a, over the shoulder. shoulder. It's just too high above his own head yeah, for yeah. it to be yeah. him to be doing anything with it. <laughs> he's doing his own James Bond. Yeah, he's, <laughs> having, he's having a good time. That's why he's the day player of the week. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, outfit: Bindle or Burnet? Oof. Uh, uh, my favourite would be uh, Tactical Void. Tactical Void. Yeah. yeah. Tactical oh, Void. That's, that's a good one. My least favourite, my Burnet. He's Ethan's wearing a ribbed grey V-neck. It's my like a jumper shirt. Yep, yep, yep. It's gross. Yeah, I know the one you mean. And then it gets wet and sticks to him, and it's even grosser. Yeah. What is that? Um, um, I don't know. I can't remember. He has I... a jacket over it, and then he's in just the V-neck for a little while. Ah. My my Burnet for him is when he's on top of the train. Oh, yeah. Just the white shirt. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it looks it looks silly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't stand up to the wind. No, no, no. We should have done something else. Yeah. Something <laughs> um, my my Bennett isn't an entire outfit. It's the bow tie that he wears in his tux at the embassy. It's oh, too big and floppy. Oh, it's too big and floppy. We mentioned this with with. Brosnan, didn't we? Don't like that a big bow tie. He had a big bow tie around this yeah. time. Yeah, big. That mid nineties bow tie. Yeah, it'll get it'll you. Get a problem. What was your uh, your favourites? Oh, I mean, I, you can't go past um, the bow tie. I, I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think tactical <laughs> Tom, tactical Tom. Tom in the iconic scene. Oh, with the glasses though. Oh, we should talk about that scene very. Quickly. Yeah, well, yeah, come on. It's very iconic. You've seen it before. It's good. <laughs> it's good. It's no, good. I mean that's yeah. What more do you say? <laughs> just, just pay attention next time you watch this. If you watch it again, to just the brilliance of the editing. There's a lot of lessons to learn. I couldn't believe there's this one moment where where uh, a drunk, when we're still in Prague, a mm. drunk walks off. Uh, comes into our shot and kind of stumbles down a bank and slips. Mm-hmm. And then they slip another cut in there. 
as he's slipping, they cut. He's always cutting on action. It's brilliant, mm. but cuts a little bit wider. wider, and then it cuts wider again on a second piece With of action to reveal Voight walking across the bridge, yes. and they've lit the little corner where mm. old. Dre, it's like there's a lot of great attention to detail yeah, like that, and, cool. and impressive stuff in the editing that, for me, yeah, makes this film worth watching over and over again, even though. There's it's a lot of janky. It's a bit yeah. janky. It's, yeah, it's a bit sure. janky. Yeah. What is it about that particular scene that you think burnt it into the brains of a generation? The lack of music. Yeah, the tension is really ratcheted up there. Mm. It is. It is very it's completely well. Completely quiet. Yeah. Mm. It's it's really well done. Mm. And I I think I would rate that scene even higher if it felt like the tension of the film was building yeah. up to that. But I guess, you know, yeah, we're literally, yeah. what, 24 years on from its original... Like, yeah. this is an old film now. It yeah. is. It's, I guess I have to cut it a bit of slack in that regard. But we still know... You can still, like, reference that scene to young kids. And they, they know what that what yeah. you're referring to. They, yeah. I don't like the headband and the goggles. In the glasses. In the glasses. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> but the way the floor panels change colour... That's really Oh, yeah, so the pressure cool. sensors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Well, I guess it's time for ratings. I think it is. Uh, I'll go first. Do we call it shaken or stirred, or do we have to come up with some Ethan Hunt? Uh, is oh, it accepted? No, or yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Your mission, do you choose to, to accept, accept it? Or ah, reject that it? That makes it trickier. So no number. No, no, you still got to give it. A oh, you got to give it a number. It's so an accepted, accepted. Oh, it's and an accepted. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, my mission. It's the same system. My mission. I choose to accept it. Good. Six. Yeah. Six for me. Yeah, it, it's an accepted seven for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's. You have to say the phrase. Oh, right. I. It's an accepted. No, no, my mission. My oh, mission. Guess, that's all right. Yeah. Oh, I get away with it. Yeah, it's he didn't time. say it. <laughs> it's his first time. Oh, I've never seen this movie Shut before. Shut up! Shut up and do it. Just say it. All right, all right, all right. My mission. I choose to accept it. All right. Um, I accept it. You accept it. I accept this mission. Um, but I accept it with a six. Conditionally. <laughs> I accept it with a six. Very good. Six, six, seven. Mm. So you're our highest. There you go. Yeah. Generous, generous Darby. That's what they I call typically you. Typically, I'm the highest. Yes. You're well, the tallest. Gentlemen, uh, ladies, gentlemen, thank you for listening. Now, next week. Oh, what are we doing next week? I have week? no idea what we're doing. Is it a top five? I think it is. I think it might oh, be time. It's top five. Time, time to get the bird. 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 We're getting better at vamping. Yeah, yeah. And Brandon always leaves them in the episode. He never cuts them. We are getting ready. To do small clubs. Small clubs? Yeah, with our music. Yes, yes. <laughs> DJ Trey Bond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Ooh. Ooh. I, I haven't even looked, looked at mine, but I just said, ooh, because I wanted to be part of it. In uh, the order of with which... With which would rule. With which would rule, which means I'm going first, ladies and gents. Uh, and I drew actors 
who should be Bond. Oh. Ooh. Or could be. This says should be. Oh. Top five actors who should be Bond. Yeah. All right. I've got top five gadgets. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. I've got top five alleys. Oh. oh, Diagon Alley. Diagon Alley. Kirsty Alley. Kirsty Alley. Where is she? <laughs> <laughs> she could have been a Bond girl. She could have been. Uh, all right. Well, Jake, could you grab a die out of that little uh, treasure chest there? Yes, yes. Thank you very much. And, and uh, I'm going to go uh, three and four. I'll go six and one. That leaves me yes. two and five. Correct. Oh. <gasps> Oh, dear me. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the dice has decided that next week we will be joining you for top five actors who should, not could, should be bond. We're turning into pundits. We're going to be pundit, punditry. Yeah, well, there's no no film Mm. out to talk about. And so, hang on, just, what are the rules? Are they going to be current? Or can they be any, any time... In history, who should have been, have been, or should be, oh, who you would have cast, oh, okay, that's not a bad idea. I don't mind that either or. We can put either or, yeah, either surprise or. us, yeah, yeah. Wow. Who's your number one? Yeah, of all time, of all time, of all time. Cool. This is going to be Could tough. Tom Holland be on the list? <laughs> More than likely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you then. 